Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American patriots. <coughs> okay, what are we talking about this evening? Well, we're going to start the show with a prayer. We will expose examples of lies, fraud, and corruption in the U.S. Rapeygee program. Then the ups and downs for the week. We will never forget Benghazi because we didn't get to it last show, but I am not letting this go. And then Brian found who rules the United States. Then the news behind the news and the fuzzy muzzy report from around the world. If we get to it, I don't think we will, but maybe we will. I don't know. Oh, and Popeye is opening up his mouth again. It's who rules the United States, not ruled. It says, who rules the United States. That's not what you said. That's exactly what I said. I was reading it. Listeners. Who rules the United States? You, you didn't say that. It's right there. You said, who rules. It's right there. But I remember. But it's right there. No, sorry. You're, I'm correcting you. It's right there. I don't care what it says there. I care what came out of your mouth. Now, where are we? Oh, Sunday. Time for a prayer. Oh, you have to excuse me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. My medicine has me a little out of it. A prayer for our nation from Crosswalk. Dear God, thank you for your great power. We praise you for your truth. We're grateful that you have set us free from the clutching grasp of sin and death. Would you be with your people extending your grace, granting your freedom, providing your protection, and empowering with your strength. We ask that you would bring about an awakening of your presence to America as never seen before. We ask that your name be proclaimed. We pray that many would see your light, that you would open blind eyes and release those still imprisoned. 
We pray that you would unify your people for the glory of your name, that all who call themselves Christians should rise up believing your great truth. Wake us up, Lord. Remind us to live aware, to redeem the time, to listen to your words, to be willing to make a difference in this land. We pray for your great healing on America. Shine your face on us, dear God. We need you now more than ever before. Our times are in your hands. Amen. I think I'm going to post that on the blog because that is exactly where we're at right now in our country, Brian. We need him back. We need God back. We need people to say this prayer. Please come back to us. He's, he's on the way. You think? <laughs> I do. Now, if Donald Trump could just hang in there. Just saying. This is horrific. And by the way... Our first lady opened up Donald Trump's rally, if you haven't heard it or you live under a rock, with the Lord's Prayer. I was almost in tears. I could not believe it. They said he was going to do, he was going to bring God back. These people are Christians. He did that just to make a point that there is no separation of church and state. There isn't. I know, but everybody else thinks there is. Even though it doesn't say it anywhere in the Constitution, must be there. So are you going to get the true numbers for the people that were at the rally? Because they actually, in Fox News, when they replayed it, they said there was over 7,000 people at the rally. That could be anything from 7,000 to 10 million. Because I hated the way they reported it. The first thing they said was Look, a large crowd for Trump, and there's thousands of protesters. Okay, so it's just a large crowd for Trump, but it, there's thousands it, it, of protesters. There's a handful of protesters. And we'll never know, will we? Someone will tell us on the internet. That's why I'm asking. You think you'll find out? I think I will, but that doesn't mean I will. Don't listen to the numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, they know that already. They've seen the pictures of the crowds. The left is all in a Twitter, by the way, about him uh, putting up, insisting on putting up the picture of his rally with him from behind him. In the White House. On one of his rallies that they said, oh, no, no, not that many people were there. Yeah, but he put those pictures up in the White House. That's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah, he was showing it to the... The oh, they frog. said he's, he's a narcissist. Well, you keep saying that he had, that there was hardly any people there, and you can't see they can't see an end to the people. You know, I hate to tell the progs, but they put themselves in this position. Yes, but uh, right now they feel like they're winning, so they're pretty cocky now that they got a couple nominees taken down. And the staffers that you read today. Oh, yeah, the staffers who didn't pass their background checks. Yeah, because it's probably bull. They're probably finding reasons to. Yep. Because, uh, and the thank you, FBI. We already know he's at war with the intel yep. community, so here we go. More and more nonsense. They're trying to flex their muscles now. See, It's like a warning to Trump. 
Brian, but this is scary. Trump don't take warnings. But this is scary because they think they're more powerful. They can take us down, Brian. They can take anybody down. Which is uh, is absolute scariness. That's what Herbert Hoover started and was supposed that Daryl's records was destroyed. Yep. BS. The intel community still has them and so much more. Right, and that's why I brought that up last show because I was, inve- you know, going uh, around the FBI, and I think I'll just do that. I started investigating what the FBI was supposed to do and how we don't need them because of this crime spree that happened out here, out west, and the local, the local sheriffs and police and local people took the matter into their own own hands and stopped it. And this was in 1953, but I think I'll do it for next show because I have a whole week that I can look into it. It's unbelievable how the FBI got started and how afraid everybody was of this man. Same reason they're afraid of Obama and the Clintons. All right, what are we doing here? Examples of lies, fraud, and corruption in the U.S. refugee program from World Net Daily. As the debate over President Trump's travel ban rages in courts of law and public opinion... One new book reminds Americans what's at stake if the nation's leaders allow nearly unchecked immigration from Muslim countries to continue on its current path. In Stealth Invasion, Muslim Conquest Through the Immigration and the Resettlement Jihad, WorldNet Daily News editor Leo Homan exposes the plan to change America by changing its people and values with help from the U.S.'s own refugee resettlement program. Here are Homan's five biggest examples of lies, fraud, and corruption in the refugee program. Oh, by the way, I, you do know I'm I'm using the word refugee, not them. Right. It's, it's our word. <laughs> I mean, we got it from somebody else, but we're using it. Refugee resettlement is sold to city and state leaders as a humanitarian endeavor. But the true reason for expanding the program is to increase the amount of money flowing into the coffers of the resettlement contractors. There are nine volunteer agencies that contract with the U.S. government to permanently resettle refugees into hundreds of cities and towns across America. Feds pay these nine contractors $2,025 for every refugee they resettle in the United States incentivizing the contractors to plant as many refugees on American soil as they can. And the contractors keep their plans hidden from the local citizens in the communities they target for resettlement. By contracting out this settlement, resettlement work, the federal government it ain't federal, can evade many of the state open records laws and the Federal Freedom of Information Act and conduct a nefarious colonization of American cities, largely under cover of darkness. Coleman writes in his book. This is not colonization. This is invasion. It's invasion. Sorry. Now, this is colonization. Invasion, that's the south of the border people. Got to distinguish the two. Somehow. <laughs> All right, two. The resettlement contractors are not the only ones who benefit financially from this supposedly humanitarian endeavor. The program has become a source of cheap labor for corporate America. Chibani, the yogurt company, showed up in Twin Falls, Idaho, 
in 2011, promising to invest more than $430 million in a new 1 million square foot plant. Local officials rejoiced, saying the new plant, yogurt plant, would employ 600 people, almost all of them local. But instead of hiring locals, Chobani turned to cheap foreign labor. A steady stream of refugees was resettling in Twin Falls from more than a dozen countries, and the refugees filled nearly one-third of the 600 jobs at the plant. Homan writes in his book that refugee resettlement contractors often establish a presence in American meatpacking towns to supply the meatpacking plants with a steady flow of cheap third-world labor. They have continued to pour refugees into Amarillo, Texas, where food giant Cargill is one of the area's biggest employers, even though the city's mayor has begged the government to stop. Nobody would be happy until this is a third-world country. Well, you know, on the left. Likewise, the resettlement contractor Catholic Charities has funneled Somali refugees into the small city of Awatana, Minnesotastan, where they have been scooped up in large numbers by local window manufacturing plant Amesbury Truth. Holman reports the Somalis are allowed time off work to pray no matter what shift they're working, which causes tensions when American workers realize their Somali co-workers are not as productive as they need to be. The Somalis also create an unsafe work environment by spilling water all over the floor of the employee bathrooms as they perform their ceremonial washings, which are required before a Muslim can pray. Many American workers eventually got fed up with the Somalis and quit, and the factory filled the vacancies by hiring more Somalis. Are they like hot Somalis? No. So you're seeing this, how this is going on. It's tur- but it's turning our country. It's going to turn our country into a third world nation. You can't. We don't need all these low skilled labor pieces of crap here. The resettlement contractors often lie by claiming the vast majority of refugees are self-supporting within three or four months of arrival. In fact, as Homan demonstrates in the book. Most of them remain dependent on various welfare programs longer than that. For example, 60.2% of refugees still use food stamps after five years in this country, whereas only 15.1% of native-born American citizens use food stamps. Native-born, see that term? That's, a, that's a, someone who's born here. Native-born, not natural-born, native-born. Holman also notes... Refugees use food stamps at a rate of 75.9%, 90% for Middle Eastern refugees, and cash assistance at a rate of 46.9% in their first year. 60% of refugees use Medicaid, including 75% of those from the Middle East and Africa. The Obama administration puts the costs of the refugee program at a little over $1.2 billion a year. But that is not a reliable figure, as it does not include federal welfare benefits or the cost of educating refugee students at the state and local level. According to Robert Rector at the Heritage Foundation, the additional 10,000 refugees that Obama has brought from Syria in fiscal 2016 
will cost U.S. taxpayers $6.5 billion over the course of the refugees' lifetimes. Senator Jeff Sessions, Republican Alabama, then chairman of the Senate Subcommittee on Immigration and the National Interest, warned his colleagues in the Senate that funding for the refugee program could easily surpass $55 billion in 2016. Four, many of the refugees being placed in American communities do not meet the definition of a refugee. I guess I could just stop saying that blatant, blanketly, but it's hard. Because <clears throat> they're raping us anyway, whether they're from South America, it doesn't matter. The 1951 Geneva Convention defines a refugee as a person displaced by a well-founded fear of persecution due to their religious, political, or ethnic affiliation. Under that definition, migrants seek greater economic opportunities, or even those fleeing wars have no standing as refugees eligible for permanent resettlement in a foreign land. In fact, Thoman notes in his book, no group of people would fit the 1951 definition of a refugee better than persecuted Christian minorities in the Middle East. Instead of bringing Middle Eastern Christians to America, the Obama administration focused on bringing their persecutors, the Sunni Muslims, to the United States, he writes. In some cases, such as in Starling Heights, Michiganistan, the very same vulnerable Iraqi Christian communities that did find refuge in the United States were later surprised to learn that their Muslim persecutors were now being imported into nearby neighborhoods, where they are promising to build a mega mosque. Five back in 2008. Look, they're going to be persecuted again. Watch, those Christians are going to turn up dead in Michiganistan sooner or later. Five. Mouth is dry. Back in 2008, the P3 Family Reunification Program was suspended when it was discovered the vast majority of East African refugees who applied to come to America under the program lied on their applications. Oh, no kidding, they lied? That could never be. DNA tests on P3 applicants in seven African countries showed only around 20% of those trying to enter the U.S. were actually related to everyone to whom they claimed to be related. Did you know we have to do DNA tests on them? I had no clue. I have no idea what they're doing. The program remained suspended for four years, and when it resumed, DNA testing was required for all those applying for family reunification. That's one of Which the, we have to get rid of. Totally get rid That's of. That's chain migration. No, thank you. You get, you come over here, you have a family, you have to petition for the whole family, um, or you can come over here by yourself and your family can wait in line and apply to come over here. That Mostly what happened is men came over first, then they brought over their, their wives. They didn't, mostly didn't have children yet, uh, I guess. I don't know what you would do if you had children. That'd be hard to immigrate with children. You know, I want to. Is this the what happened under Edward? 
that this chain migration started. Oh yes, all okay. all that, all that, and, and making it so that poor brown people we got put to the head of the line. All European people are put to the back of the line, especially white Europeans, because Edward wanted to brown up America, because that way he could take over. But he died, and he didn't get it. Oh well, whole life's work down the dome. Don't worry. Obama came to rescue Edward's work. But he failed to. Alright, the ups and downs for the week. Well, no one succeeded yet. Down from CNSnews.com. Um mm-hmm. The risk of environmental destruction due to waste trash and vehicles left behind by Dakota Access Pipeline protesters whose Pipes are getting built uh, as we speak. Well, they the can't... law has been signed. He signed it in today. I know, Brian. Except when we finish reading this, it's <laughs> these people actually delay are going to delay that process. They're going to try. You mean? Well, wait to. <laughs> oh, I tell you right now they've they've already they're already finding people. Um, because they're they're turning the place that they're protesting about that they're supposed to be so wonderful and helping the land and they're destroying it. Well, this is what it's going to show. This is going this is showing the actual destruction that no one is talking about. They destroyed this and land. Don't worry, Obama said Marshall said Obama. Uh, Obama, <laughs> Trump, <laughs> President Trump will send in uh, the marshals. I told you my medicine's got me loopy. <laughs> Yeah, this they actually destroyed the land that they were trying to protect. Yeah, but it was that land wasn't native land. The river just ran through native land. The land they were sitting on was not the Indians' reservation. So they destroyed public property. Most people think they're protesting on the no, they're not. And no, they don't get the water from the river probably with those little milk jugs either. Those people are too lazy to do that. Trust me, we paid for we paid for wells and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, where was I? Uh it's now so alright, the environmental destruction to waste, trash, and vehicles left behind uh, by the Dakota Access Pipeline protesters is now so grave. That North Dakota Governor Doug Bargham signed an emergency evacuation order for the area on Wednesday night. Protesters who continue to unlawfully occupy the protest camps must leave so that insufficient cleanup efforts can be quickly accelerated. Okay, so read that again. It the it's so bad that he had to sign an emergency evacuation order. They destroyed it so bad, Brian. Yeah, that's when when you stand in North Dakota when you're elected and you stand up to Indians. That's a big deal. But I don't know why they all vote Democrat by default. So if you, if, why would you bother with them really? Well, they're not going to vote to get off the res. That's for sure. The, these are the wonderful progs that love us and the world and the earth and the sky and the wind no, they don't. and the water. No, they don't. No, they don't. They're so destructive. Progs hate everything and everybody. And they're evil. Progressivism is a mental disorder, so. 
also evil. The executive order stated that months of accumulating debris, that's why I didn't read it again, uh, including human waste, abandoned vehicles, unlawful temporary and permanent dwelling structures, has created significant health and public safety risk, as well as environmental hazards. Oh, and they're right by the river. I thought they'd drink out of there. Brian, what happened when those protesters were in New York? What were they called? What protesters? The... Occupy Wall Street? Yeah. Same thing. Oh, well. They... Disgusting, yeah. gross. Anything in the left. Oh, the natives. They're so one with nature and the land. Oh, really? I'm, I've been all over the country. I, def, I defy you to find where I camped after I left. CNSnews.com reported last week that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers must shut down and remediate Dakota Access Pipeline protest camps to avoid significant environmental damage from the protesters, trash, debris, and untreated waste. <laughs> they're protesting the environment that we're going to destroy they're destroying it. destroying the environment. Thank you. Because they, they know how to live with nature. These modern-day Native American Indians don't know squat about environment, Did living one say- with nature, or anything else. They, li- they, live, on, they live on the grid. They, everything's paid for. It's like welfare. Uh they don't know anything. They they can't even make a garden for themselves. You said squat, you racist bastard. How's that racist? Because in, in Indians squat. Everybody squats. <laughs> you talking about sitting down cross-legged? <laughs> yeah. That's not squatting. <laughs> See, I just how I know you don't exercise because you don't know what a squat is. Anyway, every place they go, they destroy. Every place the progs go, they lay waste now, wait to. Wait a minute. These were Indians. No, there was a whole bunch of other different ones there. There was a, a, well, Hollywood I, people oh, were yeah, there. But, uh, yeah, but they weren't, they weren't crapping in the, on the ground. I'll tell you that right now. And they weren't living in those teepees or whatever they were making. These, these natives are as disgusting as the progressives because they are progressive they're with them because their whole livelihood quote unquote their whole livelihood is invested in the government taking care of them so they have to vote democrat even though they don't like it there you have it that's that's what we keep saying that the people are going to vote to get more stuff or keep the stuff they have that means they'll vote for the wrong people. But I guess we'll go back to this at the other side of the break. Jim Cooper Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems a certain voodoo priest who who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Opening a registered nurse's eyes, a life-altering journey across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com for seven ninety nine. 
It is also available at CircleBPublications.com in EPUB format, which should cover most of you for $7.99. This true story chronicles the changes Susan witnessed in nursing, the medical field, and in our nation during the years 1998 to 2002. It is written to expose what goes on behind the scenes concerning health care in this country, the common problems our nation faces, and what it is like to live across North America as a travel nurse. It is not politically correct or for the faint of heart. She hopes to inspire her fellow Americans to stand up for what is right and persevere no matter what the difficulties they encounter on the great journey that is called life. Again, the novel is Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, a life-altering journey across North America by Susan Francis Bonner, available in ebook format at Amazon.com and CircleBPublications.com. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. 
That's 800-917-2194. Okay, and welcome back to the Young Cooperative Radio Show. Our half of one. Why are you doing a radio voice? Is that a radio voice? Yes. <laughs> you hate radio voices. That's probably I was probably mimicking somebody subconsciously. <laughs> okay, so you have two things you need to tell the folks. I have two things I got to tell the folks. Are you sure? I am. Okay. I think the thing she means is, if you want to call the show, the number is 406-565-4189. Four zero six five six five forty one eighty nine. You don't have to call in. I don't need you to call in. But if you want to call in, you can. Oh, and don't forget about our commercials. You might hear them on our here and there, paid commercials. We don't get paid to air them. We only get paid if people call the number that's in the ad. So if you're interested in the product, please write down the number that's in the ad. Don't get to it on your own. Or we won't get paid, the ad company won't get paid, and that's just not good. More free markets. You know, people are afraid of free markets. Let's say fair, let's say fair economy. Brian, they're afraid of liberty. They're afraid of the word laissez faire. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, liberty. Uh, that's the problem. They are afraid of liberty. The government has to be involved so that nothing can ever go wrong. They they want they think that if you have government, nothing bad will ever happen to you because the government's there to protect you and pick you back up, whatever the case may be. Certains out, they don't know what they're talking about. Everyone I know on the government dole lives in perpetual stink. Which they're doing here. And a little demonstration. You can take the native off the res, but you can't take the res out of the native. On Tuesday, Western Wire reported that the North Dakota Towing Association is working 24 hours a day to remove roughly 200 vehicles left behind by pipeline protesters before seasonal floods sweep the cars and trucks into the Missouri River. The Missouri River that they're protecting. I know it! Now that's ironic, Alaris. <laughs> it's also a crock of crap. We can't leave them there, North Dakota Towing Association Vice President George Kuntz told Western Wire. We don't know what kind of biohazard is going to be produced with all the fluids or any other garbage that's inside the vehicle. Now, just so that the taxpayers of North Dakota know... North Dakota? They're paying enough for this. Somebody's paying for it. Oh, and it is not the natives. Or any of the protesters. Wait a minute, Indians will pay for squat. Again, squat? <laughs> it's not an Indian thing. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, the great... Not that I would care if it was, but I, not, I don't know what they <laughs> call that thing when they're sitting there cross-legged. <laughs> they used to call it sitting engine style when I grew up. <laughs> Indian style, <laughs> cross-legs. So it also, turns, also sees, in the, it's odd, also in the East, they sit that way too. The Middle East? No, East. East? East what? New York? 
They, they never mind. And they also <laughs> sit like that in yoga, but they they do something weird with the feet that is a little different. But seriously, the... and please, could you all wear real clothes when you're outside? Don't they'll be walking around in yoga pants. And oh, take a shower before you leave. The people of North Dakota are paying for this. Not any of the protesters that were there. Not the natives that were there. Nobody. Oh wait, what about the Hollywood elites? Can we get them to pay for it? The ones that were there and painted their face and no, got arrested? And no, and they didn't give them any fines either. You wonder why? Because if they if you can't take it in Indian, they don't have anything. But the, what about the Hollywood people? You can give them fines. They weren't doing anything you could ticket them for. They have attorneys. You gotta be careful there. I love this like protest nation we've turned into. Well, they get paid to camp, right? It's a good job. Otherwise, they don't have a job. Who, millennials? Right. How do you just totally... Back to the story. Uh, how do you just totally destroy something? Kuntz asked. How, how do you not care about something that you are here saying that you care about? <laughs> Covered that, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He noted that out-of-state people who were recruited by national activist groups... George Soros. Funded by... Cause most of the environmental damage. Most. Okay. See, they're going to do that. It, it, it could be the Indians. Could urged all vehicle owners to return to the site and remove them, and added that the sheer number of abandoned vehicles could overwhelm the towing industry's ability to move them in time. Tell people they can have a free car if you just tow it the hell out of there. That'd work for me. Dang right. A whole bunch of people show up to take those cars right the heck out of there. Uh, Where did these people get these cars? Did they steal them from somebody? I don't understand. You just buy a car, you, you drive it, and you leave it there. You have to know that they bought that with money they didn't earn. Because what? That's you, human nature. If you, yeah, if you, if you, if you earned that, you would not leave your no. car. Are you crazy? No. I, I used to buy two hundred fifty dollars cars. Well, but they have transportation to the next protest now. Probably a bus. They're probably you know it's probably a big party for them. They travel around wood, and they have parties like Woodstock. Do you know those big, huge, big, huge RVs? I mean, the humongous yes. ones that the uh, country western stars travel in. I bet you that's what they have. Have we saw a video? I saw a video of what's inside there. It's bigger than a damn house. It's, it's nice, but they probably have more than one. Got to have numbers. You got to pay a certain amount of numbers as a base as a base for. Protest, otherwise it won't work. Yeah, like thousands of people protesting. But it gives Trump. it gives the appearance that all these people around the country are really protesting, but they're not. It's the same people traveling around. Oh, there's real protesters, but they're they're brought in by the fake protesters. Well, I don't know if I'm willing to bet if only five people showed up, they were progressive, they'd probably leave. Because they'd assume conservatives will beat the hell out of them. It's not true. Conservatives aren't violent. Probs are. aren't violent. <laughs> As been proven over and over and over again. They They're are. also slobs and don't care about anything or anybody. While they're trying to tell you how much they care about something or someone. He uh, noted that out-of-state people who were recruited by national activist groups Caused most of the environmental damage. Coosters, all vehicles to retire. Oh, I did that already. 
Um, the towing ability is overwhelming in time, as doing so will require heavy equipment beyond the standard tow truck. We're going to have a very drastic situation trying to keep these vehicles from getting into the river. That's everybody's been trying to protect from day one, he said. Told you, tell everyone if you tow it out of here, it's yours. It's a free market, dude. It works every time. Rob Keller, public information officer for the Morton County Sheriff's Department, informed Western Wire that at least one vehicle has already been found in the water. You've got oil leaking out. You've got gas, he said. You talk about wanting to protect the water, Kelly continued, and yet not a lot of people are staying around to clean up what they started. Well, you got you all let them do this. You should have stopped it from the beginning. It was an unlawful protest on public property, and uh, if you just stop this whole nightmare from growing into this ecological blech, it wouldn't have happened. But no, you had to let them do the little protests, right? Oh, what harm could happen? Oh, what harm? How much money does this cost you towing all that crap out of there and cleaning up? Now, remember they were worried about the big deal about putting the pipeline underneath I know. the river was that it might leak I know. oil into the water and they've got vehicles leaking oil into it's the a- water. They caused an oil leak. Right where they were saying they were trying to stop one. Come on. That's choice stuff. Give it to Atlanta. She needs some new material. She doesn't seem to understand it. Know what it means. Uh, but I, you know, ironic. I, this is just, you know, I, I, I know you. I know pe- a lot of people think Native Americans, oh, de- booty, booty, booty. they're so wonderful. That's so cute. That's so cute. Uh, no. <laughs> Actually, they live on welfare on a reservation in they're horrible so conditions, cute. just like every other welfare person on the planet. And there's crime, and it's crime ridden all around wherever Native, re- wherever the res is, there's high crime thanks to, Na- oh, yeah, Indians committing crimes. Indians being homeless on the street. Alcoholics, on and on. Okay, I'm going to give my. But they're so wonderful. <laughs> they would never hurt the environment. They live in one with nature. I'm going to give my. No, they don't. Yeah, go visit them. My... Every one of them's got a nice truck and a big diesel truck. <laughs> That's not true. Now, when we live now as a travel nurse, we. Oh, well, there's two kinds of natives. There's the ones that live in Alaska that, you know, they're rich. They have everything. Uh, and then there's the lower 48. It's a little different, but if there's a casino involved again that changes things a little bit when we lived but the rake the rest of them if there's no if there's no casino and you don't live in alaska then they live on welfare and they have nothing okay they rip apart their own cabins for heat in the winter time okay can i just tell the folks a real story that is a real story when Brian and I were traveling across the country, I, uh, I was a travel nurse for years. And we went to New Mexico, Farmington, New Mexico. That was one of my assignments. And, and the, we got to watch the four-wheeling competition, <laughs> the, the rock-crawling competition. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. I don't care. That's why I was there. Anyhow, I was told that I would be in a really nice apartment complex oh, because, yeah. of, of, course, <laughs> of course, the agencies... They're not local, so they're going on whatever the locals tell them. Whatever real estate persons they're talking right. to. 
So I was supposed to be in a really nice apartment with a running stream behind it, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> will you let me finish? I'm sorry, it's funny. So I, of course, go, you know, Brian was having a bad day, and I went to go see the apartment complex before we got there. We were staying in a motel room because we got there early. And I pull up to this place. It is the most disgusting rundown piece of property I've ever seen in my life. There's garbage all over the place. I look behind where the address is, and the stream is choked with garbage. And there's a little baby running around in the parking lot in his underwear. And I'm like, what the hell? So this little... Forgot about the graffiti. And the graffiti. (laughs) And there was graffiti everywhere. And this old native Indian comes out to go get the baby. And he says to me... Now I'm in a Land Rover, okay? I'm in a (laughs) a big truck. A Defender. Defender. It's a really cool truck. And he looks at me and says, can I help you? And I said, well, I'm I'm a travel nurse and I'm going to be working in your local hospital. And this is where they put me up for an apartment. And he went, oh, no, 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 no. You get on the phone right now and you tell them you are not living here. And I say, we're off, we're off off again. (laughs) No, kicked off again. It, It did it a little while ago, too, just like that. So anyway... He said, no, little girl. No, no, how did you say? No, little white girl. You're not going to stay here. You're going to get on the phone and whoever hired you, and you're going to tell them that you are not living here. And he goes over and he picks up the baby and he walks away. This was from the mouth of a native <laughs> telling me that this white girl was not going to live there. Uh-huh. And to your point, it's also a place where my laundry got stolen wet Laundry out of a washing machine. Because, totally wet. <laughs> because you did what I told you never to do. I left them you and went shopping. You left them unattended. And I told you never to do And that. I called the cops. And you know whose clothes got stolen? Mine. And I called the cops and I will put in a report. And they said, you're not from around here, are you? And I said, no, I'm a travel nurse working in a local hospital. He said, uh, you do realize that you're living in the highest crime rate in New Mexico, right? <laughs> We're off again. I'm like, no, I did not know that. Because where we were was called the Four Corners. And that's where, if you don't know your geography, which I didn't at the time, that's where four states converge in one corner. And that is where the highest native population for the area of New Mexico was. And actually, where we were, there was like four different tribes. Um, in this area in New Mexico. But, yes, that was my uh, encounter with living amongst the wonderful, beautiful people that love this land <laughs> and cherish it so much. Uh, so, that was our real truth story. Uh, <laughs> Brian. Yeah, Brian. We have a problem. Brian's trying to fix... It went to LTE. It switched oh, towers. Great. That's why I great. kicked this off, because it switched towers. Right in the middle. Yep. I got I to gotta try and... I turn it off in the settings. Anyway, so, yes, um, we are speaking from experience, not from prejudice. Okay. Um, Hopefully we're still on. I I mean, I know we're connected. All right, where are we? We were just talking about our experience. No, you were. (laughs) Little white girl, go home. Yes, well, (laughs) we didn't. Just got a house someplace else that had its own problems. Yes. 
But I, we got to see the rock crawling championship. Oh, and all this is in my novel, Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America. Go to Amazon, pick the ebook. What do they look for when they're at Amazon? Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes. Susan Francis Bonner. Oh, well, they can do both. You no, know, you do the author and I bring up all the books. Okay. All the books. She has children's books, too. Children's books. All ebooks. They're all ebooks. All right, that's it. I have to change the settings now. I can't wait. Four. It just kicked us off again. Oh. Yes, technology is wonderful. Okay, so we are going to go to an up. And again, the up is from across the pond reporting on us because, of course, we don't do our own reporting. Although the head of CNN said that uh, Trump going after them has done nothing for their ratings. Their ratings are through the roof. Did you know that? No, because their ratings (laughs) are never, ever through the roof. But we have to go across the pond to get stories about us. Uh, It's just amazing the world we live in right now. (laughs) You know, we're still connected, right? I I know we're still connected. Okay. Um, (laughs) He's playing around with our only phone that we have, trying to get it to work. But yeah, I got this from the Daily Mail. And actually, I got a couple of articles from across the pond because uh, they're not reporting it on it here. (laughs) <laughs> reporting in England. Yay. What the heck happened? I don't know. What's UMTS? I didn't do anything. I did nothing. Uh, I heard the little beep, boop, boop, boop. Yeah? Well, we're gone. I heard nothing. Uh, well. Why is this we, like this? I don't know. It has been very good for a very long time, right? Yeah, but it's not now. Um This is a problem. It certainly is, Ori. Are you kidding me? I have to reboot. Okay, well, you can still read while you're rebooting, right? Uh, well, you could have done it for me. Uh, <laughs> I started uh, to. I said, uh, where we got it from, the Daily Mail. Reconnecting to what? Diplomatic experts in the State Department were laid off on Thursday as part of the transition into a new administration. Multiple employees in the Deputy Secretary of State for Management and Resources and the Counselor offices lost their jobs. The layoff were carried out by Rex Tillerson's aides as the Secretary of State embarked on his first foreign trip in his new role to Germany, and which okay. John McCain has already undermining right just recently, went over to Germany to bash Trump. And his whole agenda and everything he has to say. Well, and the other thing I just heard on John McCain, actually, I was listening to the Fox News before the show, and he actually came out on, he was being interviewed by somebody and literally said that if we don't allow a free and open press, that's the beginning of a dictatorship, and that's what I see what's happening right now. He literally said that. That... We don't have a free and open press, you idiot. And by the way, I have to give kudos to, uh, who was I listening to? Waters. Waters on the world. And he, he, his comment was, a dictatorship? Really, McCain? You're supposed to be a war hero and you're citing that Donald Trump's a di- on the verge of being a dictatorship? 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, he needs to go away. You people of Arizona, what the hell's wrong with you? No, this is, the, he says this is the, this is the rhetoric of. A dictator. Of a dictator, yes. A f- Just like Hitler, right? We have to have a free, you know, you know that's all going out, right? I do, it's cute. <laughs> it's sort of like crazy chicken. Stuff like that. <laughs> Um, yeah, he is just opening up his pie hole. Sorry, folks. I that man should not be should not have been reelected ever. Should not, he, he should be gonzy, gonzy, gone. Yes, and like I said, people of Arizona, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, all right. That means you are now connected. You're fully exposed in this Wi-Fi. <laughs> Hide me now. Well, click hide me now. Hide me now. Yeah, we're back online again. There we go. Hide me now. Let's hide me now. Along. There we go. What is it doing? I don't know. Just hit the X. Hit the X. Okay. Good. Good. I think we straight. How come you've got two recordings open? That's always like that. Uh-uh. Not a, not a chance. Oh, no, no. That's just where I'm getting my files from, Brian. Don't panic. I'm well, not, but he shouldn't be back there. That's not panicking. Okay. All right. So anyway, we're still talking about from the Daily Mail, which, by the way, uh, the, what is it, the BBS over there? What the hell is it? BBC. BBC. Terrible rag BBS. against Trump to no end. <laughs> BBS. PBS and CBS is CB, P, CBS as well. Oh, the whole lot of them, really. Anyway, uh, where was I? Everyone's getting fired, and uh, that's it. The layoffs were carried out by Rex Tillerson's aides as the Secretary of State embarked on his first foreign trip in his new role to Germany, right where McCain went to bash him. The whole Trump's foreign policy, before he even gets started. But... Fine. You want to play that way, Brigade? I hope to God you're... Look, vote Democrat if you have to to get rid of the sucker. He does nothing but undermine and destroy the country while he tells you he's a great patriot. He's a commie is what he is. He's a dumbass, too. Yeah, he's got a couple IQ points below par. Multiple employees uh, in the Deputy Secretary of State for Management and Resources and the Counselor Offices lost their jobs. The move has fueled speculation that the Trump administration seeks to stamp its authority on global affairs with key foreign policy being controlled directly from the White House. That's where foreign policy is supposed to be directed, directly from the White House. Right, not at McCain, us. If I looked at McCain. Not at us. That's what they were supposed here. to be doing, Brian. That's in the Constitution. That's the only thing that federal Leviathan was supposed to do. And the president. Al- almost exclusively. Almost. Um, anyway, from the, the, the... Directly from the White House. Where's foreign policy supposed to be starting, you doofus? I'm just saying... I gotta remember to click where I am because this thing keeps going. Wee! Uh, oh, a heartbreak. Um, this is a cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Hey, 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 hey. 
from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. When CCIR, the California Coalition for Immigration Reform, erected a billboard on the California-Arizona border reading, Welcome to California, the illegal immigration state. Mario Obledo, infuriated, went to the billboard location and threatened to blow it up or burn it down. Even after this threat to deny American citizens their freedom of speech, President Clinton awarded Obledo the Presidential Medal of Freedom, America's highest civilian honor. Uh, Jose Angel Gutierrez mm -hmm. said, we have an aging white America. They are dying. I love it. Mm -hmm. How would you translate He's that statement? He's a good friend sir? of mine. He a is. Very smart person. Very smart. Okay. Right. Some political watchers are saying this could be the nastiest, most negative election season of all time. This campaign season seems like candidates have taken dirty to a whole new level. When pundits start shouting and politicians start calling each other's names, it can seem like a return to civility is not possible. Like they, the very idea is a relic of some bygone, bygone era. John Adams is a blind, bald, crippled, toothless man who wants to start a war with France. While he's not busy importing mistresses from Europe, he's trying to marry one of his sons to a daughter of King George. Haven't we had enough monarchy in America? I'm Thomas Jefferson, and I approve this message because John Adams is a hideous, hermaphroditical character with neither the force and firmness of a man nor the gentleness and sensibility of a woman. If Thomas Jefferson wins, murder, robbery, rape, adultery, and incest will be openly taught and practiced. The air will be rent with the cries of the distressed. The soil will be soaked with blood and the nation black with crimes. Are you prepared to see your dwellings in flames, female chastity violated, children writhing on a pike? I'm John Adams, and I approve this message because Jefferson is the son of a half-breed Indian squaw raised on hoe cakes, and Hamilton is a Creole bastard brat of a Scotch peddler. The nastiest, most negative election... Candidates have taken dirty to a whole new... It can world. seem like a return to civility is not possible. I am officially running for President of the United States... Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. 
There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. He's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, Your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. We don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, care about Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yeah, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. I love those two ads. I notice. The election campaign of 1800. Yeah, and I love it when Ed Schultz gets upset. <laughs> like, like, like when he lost in uh, Wisconsin, he's crying. Oh, no! They haven't stopped crying, Brian. They cry every day on air. I don't know, but what happened to Rachel Madcow? She looked like she kiss, kissed an ugly stick. <laughs> oh my God. She's not worth hearing or looking at. Nothing going for her now. Oh, where was I? <clears throat> So uh, they're worried they go, that don't want to control directly from the White House being foreign affairs, which of course it is because he's in charge of the State Department and ambassadors. So that where do you think you're going to have foreign policy controlled in foreign affairs? The executive, of course. These people are so screwed up. They have no idea what their job description is. Instead of by diplomats, among... The layoffs is rumored to be veteran counselor of the State Department, Christy Kinney. But trust me, he'll, he'll eventually hire new ambassadors. If he still wants embassies in those places. Staff working for the former ambassador who served under the Obamanist Bush and Clinton administrations were told her role will not be filled in the near future. Former Assistant Secretary for Nonproliferation, Tom Countryman, who 
was let go last month, criticized the redundancies and said he feared the White House is planning to not rely on State Department experts when conducting foreign policy. You mean bureaucrats? Yeah, no, he's not going to do that. He's got to have real experts that know what they're doing, not people trying to keep their job. How well did that go for Stevens in Benghazi, these people handling it, Brian? Uh, Obviously not well, but they weren't in charge. Hitler was. Why isn't Hitler swinging from a rope? I don't know. Again, it's early in the Trump administration. It's only been a month. He's got a lot on his plate, including a mess in Washington. That has to be fixed before he can get everything done. And that's going to take some time to work on to get to where he can move things forward again. And not like the left forward. Really just moving it forward to the next step to get it done. See, I hate, I hate when they steal words. It's a, And it always means the opposite. Liberal, no, you're not. You're against liberty. Progressive, no, you're retarded. It's called regressive. Oh, I'm sorry. I was an insult to retards. Former Assistant Secretary for Nonproliferation, Tom Countryman, uh, is worried. It is irresponsible to let qualified, nonpartisan, experienced people go before you have any idea of what of their replacement, he told CBS News. You can't do foreign policy by sitting in the White House just out of your back pocket. What do you think? He's going to let you run on autopilot like it's been done for all this time? What part of he's come to Washington to drain the swamp? Didn't you understand? I know he doesn't like that term anymore because because Nancy Pelosi used it and never did it. So what? Now go show him the difference between a prog and a conservative. Go get it done. Man. There were no State Department officials present at Mr. Trump's meetings with Israeli President Benjamin Netanyahu on Wednesday, although Mr. Tillerson, who took over his role two weeks ago, did meet with the two leaders for dinner on Tuesday night. So, okay, the guy in charge of ambassadors meets with him. They talk Tuesday night. The next day with Nesday, Trump, President Trump has meetings with Israeli President Benjamin Netanyahu. He doesn't need any experts. He needs to talk to the man, eye to eye, man to man. He needs these bureaucratic hacks trying to tell him how to do it, tell him how to talk, tell him this, tell him that. What, what good is having them there? They're the ones that caused this mess. We're trying to clean it up. We're not listening to the idiots that are covering up for themselves. And the butcher of Benghazi. The Secretary of State was in Bonn on Thursday, that's in Germany, to meet his foreign counterparts at a G20 event. Spokesman for the department said, as part of the transition from one administration to the next, we continue to build out our team. The State Department is supported by a very talented group of individuals, both Republicans and Democrats. Publicrats and, and Democrats. We are appreciative to any American who dedicates their talents to public service. 
At a press conference at the White House on Thursday, Mr. Trump referred to mass instability overseas, citing the Middle East and North Korea area. But he promised his administration would tackle the issue. He said, we'll take care of it, folks. We're going to take care of it all. I just want to let you know I inherited a mess. It was like, thank you, Obama said. Yeah, but it wasn't true with Obama. It was with him, especially because Obama, just, they purposely left, purposely screwed him on the way out the door. Bush did not do that. Say what you want about GW, but he didn't do that to them. I thought he should, but he didn't. So that's the difference right there. Even a, progr- even a right-wing progressive is better than a left-wing progressive. That said, I downed from WUSA 9, Gathersburg, Maryland. It starts early. WUSA 9 learned Thursday. Gang leaders are recruiting new members in a disturbing place. Elementary schools. What do you say? Elementary, dear Watson. Oh, grade school. They're recruiting in grade school, but generally fifth grade and on, said Northern Virginia Regional Task Force Director Jay Lanham. It may feel like they're babies, but fifth grade and on, the time kids are starting to find themselves, has become a prime target age for MS-13 gang recruiting, especially, according to Lanham, Lanham, sorry, uh, his team is aiding the investigation into the gang-related murder of 15-year-old Alexandria Reyes-Rivas. The Montgomery County team found dead in Springfield, Virginia this past weekend. Even more concerning is the increase in juvenile violent offenders, he said. Thursday, investigators confirmed five suspects with gang links are now charged in Reyes's murder and abduction. Of those five investigators, say three, are 17-year-old. Police also said another five teenagers are charged with gang participation. Sondentro, said Reyes, grieving mother on Wednesday. They're inside, is what she said in English, referring to gang activity in her daughter's schools. She told WUSA, she believed her daughter's involvement began in middle school. The families live in Gathersburg, Maryland. Alexandra Reyes went to Watkins Mill Hills, <coughs> excuse me, Watkins Mill High School, according to a Montgomery County Public School spokesperson, who says Reyes dropped out. The spokesperson said Reyes was no longer a student, so when her body was found in Virginia. A note did not go out to parents and students. Okay, this is more complicated than this journalist, so-called, is making it. Number one, how many of these were the so-called Utes coming over from South America? Number two, how can your kid drop out of high school and you not know it? Number three, why don't you speak English? This means that Maryland is full of brown pieces of crap that don't speak English and Obama brought in. This problem's been around 
before that, but yeah, it's got exacerbated on purpose. Exactly what we were reporting look, in my I said, look at all the MS-13, but look at the tattoos that's right on their body, MS-13, that they brought over here. Oh, the Utes. Yeah, they're, they're teenagers, all right, but they're also murderers. Exactly. And we reported on our beautiful island of Long Island, Islip, where I grew up in, Brentwood, where you, you lived, and Bayshore, where you were born, has turned into this minutia as well. Of course, it's grown up drastically. and They were already talking about moving welfare people out to the Hamptons when we left. I know. But again, the the citizens are not taking control of their own areas. We're not fighting back. Oh, they tried. Those are rich people too, and they you can't win against the federal government. That's the problem. Yes, it is because it's none of their damn business. Also, between this kind of pressure, this is why I'm so depressed. I know you and my girlfriend Deb that I do the Woman of the Revolution show with. You're laughing all the way anytime time anything happens with Trump. This is a powder keg. Yep. But it sure is cool. I told you it was going to be excellent circus, entertaining circus, and very tasty bread. Well, you've seen the circus, and then now you're getting some of the bread, but there'll be more. Yeah, but this is dangerous. This is revolution Where dangerous. Where we are is dangerous. He has he, what he has to do is fix it, and the people on the other side that suppose no, the electorate is divided. The whole country is divided. Trust me, uh, they wanted. <sighs> I lost my train of thought. They're saying the elect that we're all divided, but we're not. Well, the electorate is overwhelmingly the country's not, but a lot of people didn't turn out to vote, and a lot of conservatives wouldn't vote for for Trump, and it. Never Trumpers, even though they won't give up, even though they said he could never, he'll never beat Hitler. Cruz could have beat her, but he won't. Well, he did. We played that clip, right? Uh, but he did win. So they were wrong. But they're still never Trumpers. Why? I don't know. This There's no place for it now. If you're moving to help fix America, then you can't be a never Trumper. If you're going to be attacking Trump full time on every, and the same exact. BS, fake news, and lies coming out of the other side. You just turned into them, man. I Be critical, but make sure you got all the facts before you're critical. Don't pick up on the left-wing meme. All right. That's just good advice, because if you sound like the left, you are the left, right? Call yourself what you like. Just last month, hearing started for a 70-year-old student from the same school who was charged in the gang-related Facebook luring a victim, <clears throat> sorry, luring and murder of a New Jersey 22-year-old. Jump lines there. Police say the 22-year-old victim's body was discovered by hikers near Game Preserve Road in Gathersburg last November. MCPS is committed to providing a safe and welcome learning environment for all students. The district works closely with the Montgomery County Police Department, community nonprofit organizations, and other social services agencies to eradicate student to <laughs> eradicate. Uh, that's just a little <clears throat> slip of the tongue for me there. Educate students about the dangers of gangs, providing 
I, there's no education that goes on public government-run schools. No, nothing. Provide students with supports and prevent gang recruitment in schools, said Boyinda Unijadi, senior communications specialist with Montgomery County. If, it, you can't, if you can't even say her name, and she's in communications? How? We can't even understand what her name is. Can I just call you Onija? <laughs> I, I don't know. How do you say G G B O Y I N D E? What it sounds like she's I bet she's either Pakistan or India. It's not just a Maryland problem. I can't give you the name of the schools in North Virginia area and primarily in the areas where there is a heavy population, a Latino, because that's who they tend to prey on, said Lanham. He also said, well, we can't arrest our way out of the problem. I mean, everyone has to be involved, and it starts with the parents. You mean brown people so attacking brown people? we have people? to deal with other people's, other people's citizens coming here and causing us problems. We have to deal with them? I agree. Let's deport them. No, don't worry. No families will be broken up. The children that were born here will go away with their parents to the city of their actual citizenship. I don't care what the court says. Police don't want to scare parents, but investigators also say this is a reality. Lanham says one of the tells to look for is drastic change of behavior. Like a kid who is maybe really into a sport and then all of a sudden changes clothes, finds friends, and starts hating school. Man, who doesn't hate school? This is really bad, Brian. Most I'm sorry. Most people hate school. I mean, I'm sorry. This We are turning into a third world nation. We just are. Yes. That's ever since we began Adwad's browning up of America. I hope he's rotting somewhere in hell. Oh, is a very special hot seat for him. <laughs> as, a, as the butcher of Benghazi also. Yeah. It, your time's coming there, Killary. Everybody that worked against God's country is going to pay, obviously. So, I never thought we'd get here this fast. What are you talking about? What time is it? What are we over? <laughs> I have no idea. I know. My medicine's got me loopy. <laughs> You just got through the ups and downs, and we're halfway through the second hour, dear. Okay, so I got an hour and a half to go. Yeah. Okay, the number here is 406-565-4189. 406-565-4189. State, oh, this is, we'll never forget Benghazi. From cnsnews.com. <clears throat> State Department documents released through a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit filed by the government watchdog Judicial Watch reveal, contrary to Obama's administration claims, the State Department knew as early as September the 12th, 2012, that the September 11, 2012 attack on the U.S. compound in Benghazi, Libya, was a direct breaching attack. They knew it the next day. It was not sparked under the cover of a protest or in response to an anti-Islamic YouTube video that they never found till after everybody started talking about it. I, I feel bad for this guy someplace. Where, where is this man? I don't know. It's scary. 
He just this no, is the no scary one reported show. on him. He just went bye bye. <laughs> Obaminous made him disappear. Yeah, it's like magic. Well, Obaminous and the Clintons. Like <laughs> Hillary wasn't going down for this. The butcher of Benghazi. The butcher of Benghazi. I don't know why she's not going down for it. She did it. Yeah, butcher of Benghazi, biatch. Own it. I was disappointed. People were throwing that epithet at her everywhere she went. I know. They were loving on her. Some people just don't want to take good advice about things. Um, commenting on one specific document. Uh, September 12, 2012 email. Summary. <clears throat> Summary of a conversation between then Undersecretary of State for Management Patrick Kennedy with congressional staffers. Judicial Watch... President Tom Fitton said, This document removes any further doubt that the State Department and the Obama administration knew immediately after the assault on Benghazi that it was a well-orchestrated terrorist attack and not a spontaneous demonstration over a hateful video, as the Obama administration repeatedly claimed. These documents show that the Benghazi scandal is not over. Not by a long shot, said Fitton. I hope, I wish, I pray. If he says it's not, it's not. President Caesar Barack Obamanus, Secretary of State Hitler Rotten Clinton, White House spokesman Jay, I uh, work for the Carnival Carney, and U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Susan, I'm such a wonderful black person, Rice. Claimed numerous times that the Benghazi attack was caused by a YouTube video. Clinton even stated this to the parents of Americans who had died in Benghazi at the victim's coffin ceremony. The Butcher of Benghazi. Did you rate that a song? Butcher of Benghazi. I can't be happy. No? No. I was going to turn ugly in a minute. but <laughs> It's got to be ugly. Evil, pure evil. Evil. Very definite de- Black Sabbath roll. Uh, the September 12, 2012 document uncovered by Judicial Watch is an email from Julie K. Bulgren, the State Department Bureau of Legislative Affairs Director for Global and Functional Affairs, to several State Department officials. Okay, now look at that department. If he is getting rid of people, we just read that he's getting rid of people at the State Department. And they're not going to be replaced soon. He's actually getting rid of those departments. Because if there's nobody there to run it, then they're gone. That's what you would do. You would just say, you're gone. The whole, that, this department right here, globe for direct global and functional affairs, bye-bye. How well did you do your job? You're, you're, you're gone. We don't need one. Right. The email is a summary transcript of a conversation that then Undersecretary Patrick Kennedy had with people on Capitol Hill. It is tagged, Subject, write-up of U.S. Kennedy call with Hillary Libya. Now, why did it take so long for them to get this? They were not going to get it during Obamanus being there? They wouldn't release it under the FOIA until the courts forced them. Okay, and do you think if Killary, the butcher of Benghazi, was in office right now, they still wouldn't have released him? I just don't understand why they're talking about impeaching somebody that is no longer in office. General Flynn. They still want to impeach him. I'm like, you can't impeach him, you moron. He's a private citizen now. You can't impeach citizens. 
because they don't know what, what a moron. Im- because they don't know what impeachment means. They, they don't, don't know, know what the Constitution means. They, although otherwise, they would be such doofus, left wing idiots. Again, no reading comprehension. How they could they ever understand the Constitution? All right, part of it reads, the call ended up starting around 6.30. Here are the raw notes. Rob Carter, was this an attack under the cover of a protest? No, this was a direct breaching attack. Do we have any ideas who launched? Leads. Some claims from someone who has never made that made threat before, but everyone is looking at this closely. Do we believe coordinated with Cairo? Attacking Cairo was a demonstration. There were no weapons shown or used in Cairo. A few cans of spray paint. Patrick Kennedy also claimed, according to the note, that it was his personal opinion that the attack was semi-complex. In a press release, Judicial Watch stated, Despite Kennedy's admission on September 12th that the deadly terrorist assault on the Benghazi consulate was not undercover of protest, but was in fact a direct breaching attack, U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Susan Rice, I don't know, I don't even know what to call her, that's all I get. Call her gone. All I get, out of here, goodbye. she's gone, she's a prog, they never go away. Appearing on five major interview shows that Sunday, September 16th, to claim the attack was due to a spontaneous protest and was not premeditated. That's the 16th. That's a, that's a significant number of days, considering they already do on, like, day one, right? Yep. That's four days later, and Rice is going around telling everybody it was it was a protest over a stupid YouTube video. She allowed herself to be pimped out like that. I can't believe she has no self-respect. Rice had said, based on the best information we have to date, what our assessment is as of the present is, in fact, what began spontaneously in Benghazi as a reaction to what had transpired some hours earlier in Cairo, where, of course, as you know, there was a violent protest outside of our embassy, sparked by this hateful video. We do not, we do not have information at present that leads us to conclude that this was premeditated or preplanned. Lie. Based upon the work of Judicial Watch, the House Select Committee was appointed as the direct result of emails uncovered by Judicial Watch showing White House orchestration of the knowingly false narrative that the Benghazi attack was due to an internet video and spontaneous protests. Read the press release. The documents were obtained through federal court order obtained by Judicial Watch in a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit. See, they had to sue to get the court, to get the Freedom of Information Act released. The whole point of the four-year is not to have to do stuff like that. We citizens should be able to do this. This is why we send four-year requests in, you'll never, you'll never even hear from them. As an individual, they're not worried about you. They'll look you up, make sure you're nobody, and they, they don't care. They'll sit on that four-year forever. Unless you have the resources to take them to court, which is why I don't do for you requests. It's an absolute waste of time. Anyway, Susan wants to pay the bills, so this is the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause 
We'll be right back. socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. 
they gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Okay, and welcome back to the Guabra Radio Show. Hour half of two. Where was I? You're done with Benghazi for now. Never done with Benghazi. A witch. All right, so segment two Who rules the United States and the news behind the news? Who rules the United States? Just for the record, this was my find. Nobody rules the United States except we the people. Yeah, in, in theory. But, in fact, you're wrong. From the Washington Free Beacon. Now she's messing with wires. Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, was elected president last November by winning 306 electoral votes. He pledged to drain the swamp, quote-unquote, and he changed that later, by the way, because he didn't like it because Nancy Pelosi in Washington, D.C., to overturn the system of politics that had left the nation's capital and major financial and tech centers flourishing but large swaths of the country mired in stagnation and decay. What truly matters, he said in his inaugural address, is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. Is it? By any historical and constitutional standard, The people elected Donald Trump and endorsed his program of nation-state populist reform. Yet, over the last few weeks, America has been in the throes of an unprecedented revolt. Not of the people against the government, that happened last year, but of the government against the people. What this says about the state of American democracy and what it portends for the future is incredibly disturbing. There is, of course, the case of Michael Flynn. He made a lot of enemies inside the government during his career, suffice it to say. And when he exposed himself as vulnerable, those enemies pounced. But consider the means, anonymous and possibly illegal leaks of private conversations that they shouldn't have had anyway. Yes, the conversation in question was with a foreign national. So what? You can't use whatever is said on the American side can't touch it and it is illegal and you're not allowed to give it to somebody you're supposed to get rid of it and it is illegal um i say it is and no one doubts we spy on ambassadors but we aren't supposed to spy on americans without probable cause and we must certainly not 
are not supposed to disclose the results of our spying in the pages of the WAPO. Because it suits a partisan or personal agenda. I call it WAPO. I was going to say, you're going to have to clarify. Cause... Washington Post, <laughs> WAPO. Got it? W-A, Washington, P-O, Post. Got it? WAPO. Yeah, I'm not the only one who uses it. Here was a case of current and former national security officials using their position, their sources, and their methods to crush a political enemy. And no one but supporters of the president seemed to be disturbed. Please capitalize president in the future. Why? Because we are meant to believe that the mysterious, elusive, nefarious, and to date unproven connection between Donald Trump and the Kremlin is more important than the norms of intelligence and the decisions of the voters. But why should we believe that? And who elected these officials to make this judgment for us? Nor is Flynn the only example of nameless bureaucrats working to undermine and ultimately overturn the results of last year's elections. I say fire them all. According to the New York Times, the senile old lady Civil servants at the EPA are lobbying Congress to reject Donald Trump's nominee to run the agency. Is it because Scott Pert lacks qualifications? No. Is it because he is ethically compromised? Sorry. The reason for the opposition is that Pruitt is a critic of the way the EPA was run during the presidency of Caesar Baracus Obamanus. He has a policy difference with the men and women who are soon to be his employees. Up until, oh, this month, the normal course of action was for civil service to follow the direction of the political appointees who serve as proxies for the elected president. How quaint. These days, an architect of the overreaching and anti-democratic waters of the U.S. regulation worries that her work will be overturned. So she undertakes extraordinary means to defeat her potential boss. But a change of policy is a risk of democratic politics. Nowhere does it say in the Constitution that the decisions of government employees are to be unquestioned and preserved forever. Yet that is precisely the implication of this unprecedented protest. I can't think of any other time when people in the bureaucracy have done this. A professor of government tells the paper that sentence does not leave me feeling reassured. Opposition to this president takes many forms. Senate Democrats have slowed confirmations to the most sluggish pace since George Washington. Much of the New York and Beltway media does really function as a sort of opposition party to the degree that reporters celebrated the sacking of Flynn as a partisan victory for journalism. Discontent manifests itself in direct actions such as the Women's March. But here's the difference. Legislative roadblocks, adversarial journalists, and public marches are typical of a constitutional democracy. They are spelled out in our founding documents, the Senate and its rules, and the rights to speech and free press and assembly. Where in those documents is it written that regulators have the right to not be questioned, opposed, overturned, or indeed fired? That intelligence analyst cannot just call up David Ignatius and spill the beans whenever they feel like it. 
The last few weeks have confirmed that there are two systems of government in the United States. The first is the system of government outlined in the U.S. Constitution. It's checks, it's balances, it's dispersion of power, it's protection of individual rights. No, there is no such government that exists. That government up there in D.C., over there in D.C., down there over there in D.C., is that there is no part of it that is constitutional anymore. Only thing they do right now is make war and collect taxes. That's all they do that's constitutional. So, you know, it's nice you have you have these two governments. There's only there's that government, which is bad enough, and then there's the other government that works as a political arm to further the bureaucracy. Uh Donald Trump was elected to serve four years as chief executive of the system, whether you like it or not. The second system is comprised of these elements not expressly addressed by the founders. This is the permanent government, the so-called administrative state of bureaucracies, agencies, quasi-public organizations, and regulatory bodies and commissions of rule writers and the Byzantine network of administrative law courts. This is the government of unelected judges with lifetime appointments who, far from comprising the least dangerous branch, now presume to think they know more about America's national security interests than the man elected as commander-in-chief. For some time, especially during democratic presidencies, the second system of government was able to live with the first one. But that time has ended. The two systems are now in competition. And the contest is all the more vicious and frightening because more than o- more than offices are at stake. This fight is not about policy; it is about health, about wealth, status, the privileges of the exclusive class, the elites. In other words, in our time, as in Andrew Jackson's, the ruling class claimed a monopoly, not just on the economy and society, but also on the legitimate authority to regulate and restrain it, and even on the language in which such matters are discussed, writes Christopher Caldwell. In a brilliant essay in the winter 2016-17 Claremont Review of Books, elites have full-spectrum dominance of a whole semiotic system, What has just happened in American politics is outside of the system of meanings elites usually rely upon. Like Pence's neighbors on Tennyson Street, not only cannot accept their election loss, they cannot fathom it. They are reaching for their old prerogatives, in which the way that recent amputees are said to feel an urge to scratch itches on limbs that are no longer there. Their instinct tells them to disbelieve what they rationally know. Their arguments have focused not on the new administration's policies or its competence, but on its very legitimacy. Considering Obama was never eligibly president of the United States because he didn't have two citizens' parents, sorry, that's what they said, that's what the founders, framers said in convention, That's what they say it meant, that's what it's meant then, and that's what it means now. You do your own study on on that book. Madison's Notes is available at Amazon.com. Or you can do it for free at the Avalon Project. 
Donald Trump did not cause the divergence between government of, by, and for the people and government of, by, and for the residents of Cleveland Park and Arlington and Montgomery, Montgomery, Fairfax counties. But he did exacerbate it. He forced the winners of the global economy and the members of the D.C. establishment to reckon with the fact that they are resented, envied, opposed, and despised by about half the country. But this recognition did not humble the entrenched incumbents of the administrative state. It radicalized them to the point where they are readily accepting, even cheering on, the existence of a deep state beyond the control of the people and the elected officials. Who rules the United States? The simple and terrible answer is, we do not know, but we are about to find out. Good article. Again, bureaucrats. There's nothing good about them. Oh, there's two good ones. Oh, no, there's not, because they're all taking money for a job that doesn't exist. What do you mean it doesn't exist? It exists. Well, it doesn't exist under the Constitution, so therefore legally it doesn't exist. Right? All right. The news behind the news. Don't you have something to press? I do. No, you're not here. I can't help you. I was getting stuff for you. Again, but you weren't here, and you got to push a button. I was getting stuff for you. Well, that doesn't change the facts. I was catering to you. Nope. <laughs> Priority is the show. <laughs> no, you're the actually you are the show, so it has to be you. Well, since I'm the show, and I tell you to sit your butt down and make sure you're here when you're supposed to be here, that's what you do, right? Are you ready? Well, I was ready minutes ago. All right, here we go. Now, have you ever stopped to wonder why the world's in such a mess? Why there's so much mindless mayhem on the TV and the press? Why so many busy businessmen are snapping from the stress? And the rest of us are jogging from the Occurred to you or ever cross your mind that the problems of this nation are created by design? That no matter what they tell you, there's another bottom line intertwined between the patterns of deception. Since our eyes were first opened and our ears began to hear, they've been hurting us like cattle through our fantasies and fears. They move us through illusion and confusion of the mind, and by changing subtle meanings to the words between the Thank you, call Clang Clang with K.com. Of course, that's time for the news behind the news. Brian, you do know we have been reporting and playing that little ditty about fake news before anyone even had that in their mind. Oh, you mean the news behind the news? Yeah. See, the, the, the whole, that whole intro says what now is coming out, and we've been doing this for almost 10 years. No, we've been doing this for over 10 years. Yes, over 10 years. That's true. It'll be 11. See, and it says right in that. They're twisting everything. They're lying. It says right in that song. And we've been doing it for so long. And now everyone's just starting to catch on. Well, it's good to be a leader. Not that there's anything wrong with being a follower. Just follow the right people. From the associated press, Polk. By Francis. Oh, no. I, gotta get, I gotta get that too. 
insisted when Nesday that indigenous groups must give the prior consent to any economic activity affecting their ancestral lands, a view that conflicts with the Trump administration, which is pushing to build a $3.8 billion oil pipeline over opposition from American Indians. You know what? You know, we don't have to listen to Indians. You know who else we don't have to listen to? The Pope of the Catholic Church, because he doesn't run the country. He runs the Vatican. And he can go kiss my backside because he's a commie. And he's an anti-pope. Must give. Who are you to tell tell us what we must do? The hubris of you. Why don't you go hide behind your bulletproof stupid car? <laughs> Does it, do they still have that? I don't even think they oh, have yes, that. Oh, yes, the Pope Mobile. Oh, there there it is. Yeah, put it in the right Francis place. met with yeah, I put it right where it belongs. Francis <laughs> met with representatives of indigenous peoples intending to a UN agricultural meeting and said the key issue facing them is how to reconcile the right to economic development with protecting their cultures and territories. In this regard, the right to prior and informed consent should always prevail, he said. Only then is it possible to guarantee peaceful cooperation between governing authorities and indigenous peoples overcoming confrontation and conflict. Here's, here's, here's something you didn't know. Not, well, they have no rights outside the res. Got it? Once they come outside the res, they're under our jurisdiction, not, not their tribal jurisdiction. Okay, look, I'm, and I'm going to play the little uh, parody we have for him in a minute. And I could give a crap. Indigenous people are mostly... Well, pieces of crap. Well, the point is, though, God believes in the rule of law. Yep. God did not send... Jesus did not say not to talk to government, not to respect government. He said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar, give unto God's what is God. In other words, pay your taxes, but your religion, your spirituality belongs to God. Your soul belongs to God. But you still have to deal with government and infrastructure, costs, and taxes. These are normal things that a government must do to operate even thousands of years ago. I mean, it's just, these are just facts that have been well, throughout that, history. And that is going to be my point. My point is going to be that these indigenous people... Were backward, <sighs> half-naked savages when we got here. That's the truth. You know, Remember they said that that was our propaganda and the truth is all this lovey stuff? I've met them now. No, you're completely wrong. The first stuff was right. They were savages when we got here. Well, but uh, some of them, like the agrarians especially, and we have done... that were farmers like the Hopi Indians yeah. were very peaceful. Well, yeah, and they got slaughtered in, by in the, the other. East. <laughs> yeah. These are the East Indians on the East Coast. We're not the, the West Coast. Oh, that was another one. Remember Custer? Well, not only that, they actually... But it that. was our fault, Susan. It was all our fault. It was all the white man's fault. White <laughs> Europeans' fault. No, my, my no, no, point... India. It's wonderful. They were just loving the land and hugging and kissing everybody, and then suddenly we came and they started taking people's heads off, I, taking scalps. No, but eh, 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 but, but that's what everybody believes. What I just said is what everyone believes. Of course, it didn't happen. <laughs> no, oh, didn't. didn't we give them blankets with smallpox on it intentionally? I have no idea. There was never any court case about that. There was never any investigation into that. I have no idea how they got smallpox or whether it was for blankets or it was intended or whether or who did it. Just because some individual intends to do harm to natives by giving them blankets to kill them 
Why should the American government be at fault? Look, in the East Coast... But don't get me wrong. I hate government, and I I could care less what they did to the Indians, though. Uh, they they started it. When we started going... Citizens, just regular citizens, were going out west to settle it. They killed them. What did you expect us to do back? They knew it was coming back because that's how they live. They they hit the other side. The other side hits back. Even but in- no, we. I don't think we did the whole... No, and I would never have condoned that. But I don't think they did it. I don't believe uh, that story. I've looked, I've looked at it in history... I can't find it. Not in real history. What? Two points. One, even the Eastern Indians killed each other and yeah, took but they weren't as bad. It wasn't a big problem as the you know the wild well, wild west Indians. And we had talked about this before on the show. That's why some of the natives were on the Patriot side during the Revolutionary War, and the other ones yeah, were on the well, British side. And obviously, because they take sides with whoever's their enemy. enemy so if the right. other Indians working for the French or English against us, then it was in their best interest for us to be their ally. Right. And that's why that happened. The other thing that I wanted to bring out is no matter what, they did have a they had a form of government. Whether, whether I don't, we I don't really care what it is. They had a form of government. Yes, it's called tribal. Right. Look it up. They had tribal governments, I understand. The Iroquois had something resembling a constitution. I get that too. We did not get our constitution from them. We didn't get any ideas from them. And not not a whit. All the ideas involved in our country came from Western Europe. That's where it came from. And the other John thing Locke, I, want, natural I, laws. I want to bring up is there were a lot of tribes at that time that were matriarchal. And that was just the point. That was just I've never, I never found any proof of one. But uh, the Oneida. I, but then I don't look much and I don't really care much. Well, the what do I care what backward people do? Because I, uh, that's in the context of them helping George Washington during Valley Forge in the Women of the Revolution. Because the woman was in charge? I, I think any rational chief would have made the same decision. Are you saying that just because the woman no, was in charge? No, no. Uh, Deb and I have had done research and we discovered there were a couple of tribes that were matriarchal. That was just in nature. Yeah, and it was, and it it was big, passed down through the mother. It is not a big deal because it isn't the, it isn't the tribal chief who runs out and gets food. It's the men. And women, maybe they get along better in the tribe than women in our tribe. I don't know. I can't imagine women in charge. No, I'm sorry. I've been through too much of that in the in the job market. It's never turned out well. Well, ever. anyway, there was a lot of women that were, um, what do you call it, negotiators between the certain government. Well, that's not a that's not a that's not a chief. Well, no, but they were because they were a matriarchal society, like Sarah Brandt. Okay, well, I'm glad there was some tribe that had matriarchs in charge. It's tribal. Who cares? You do realize it's not much. I don't really care if women are men's in charge. When you think about it, when it comes to tribal things, it gets more. When it gets more complicated, that's that's when I start worrying. When they, and of course, if there was a matriarchal society, they're used to having power. Therefore, they don't abuse it. I find no, they I find didn't. that people that aren't used they to didn't. power when they're first given it, they abuse it. They don't know what to do with it. They they don't know how to properly do it. I had that problem as a kid. I got put in charge of things all the time. I'm like, I just, I, I'm half lost here as it is. And I had to, I had to buck up and lead a bunch of kids. No, and you're right. It, it, because it was passed down from generation to generation to generation, that it wasn't an abuse. Yeah, but I had no idea how to lead anybody. 
I had no role model for this, except on TV. And the only role models I had were ones that scream at you all the time, boot camp. So, of course, that was my first attempt. I, I was counseled on maybe that's not the best approach. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. That's all I know. You know, it's on TV. No, I had no leaders in my well, life. Well, no, and you're saying, and what you're saying is true. That was the beginning of the wussification of America. Oh, I gotta go to a break. Grab the radio show. You stay tuned. Calls. We'll be right back. My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black. So I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African-American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African-American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. A lot of people refer to millennials as one of the most lost, confused, and unhappy generations. There are studies showing that they're less happy than other generations, but it is hard to predict deep, lasting happiness when a lot of millennials are still quite young. But at least we can see where they're headed. And I'm sorry to say it, but millennials, based on the research, you are being led to a life of unhappiness by a bunch of disingenuous liars and pathological altruists who disguise their bad advice as supportive tolerance and freedom. Now, I'm a big fan of freedom, but I don't want to go into anything without being educated about it first. I think I should be free to go skydiving, but I should probably talk to an instructor. And of course, life is a bit different and more complicated, but when it comes to things that make us deeply happy, the majority of people are pretty similar. And we're lucky to live in a day and age where we have research and data that has surfaced, giving us guidance on what leads to a fulfilling life. And the life supported by that research is very different than the glamorous one a lot of us may picture. I'm sure many of us growing up remember the phrase, white picket fence and a dog named Spot. It was always used as a derogatory term for a lifestyle deemed ordinary, dull, and conventional. But before this hip generation came about, for a very long time, that idea was not derogatory at all, but in fact, a dream held by many people, and for good reason. People had that dream because the traditions displayed in it were, quite frankly, the best way to historically have a fulfilling life. But today, things have changed a bit. Being ordinary is just about the most horrific thing on the planet for hip millennials. So instead, we dye our hair, shave its sides, pierce our noses, ride in the streets, or join a cookie-cutter indie band to make up for our extraordinarily ordinary personalities. In fact, we're so afraid of what is deemed ordinary or conservative that 
Being traditional is now kind of the unordinary. Being traditional may as well be the new punk. And at the moment, I'm hoping that punk makes a comeback because instead of finding meaning and freedom in our rejection of tradition, what we found and what we will find is a maze of confusion and unhappiness in it. This isn't just my opinion; it's backed up by facts. In Charles Murray's book *Coming Apart*, he dedicates a whole chapter to what leads to a happy life. Now, he gives a pretty fair definition of the word happiness. He distinguishes it from fleeting pleasure and would define it as consisting of lasting and justified satisfaction with life as a whole. King Samir Shabazz is the new Black Panther Party's Philadelphia leader. This new Panther version of Black Power. Does not include white participation. I hate white people, all of them. Every last iota of a cracker, I hate it. We didn't come out here to play today. There's too much serious business going on in the black community to be out here sliding through South Street with white, dirty, cracker whore on our arm, and we call ourselves black men with African garb on. What the hell is wrong with you, black man? You had a doom day with a white girl on your damn arm. You want freedom? You gonna have to kill some crackers. You gonna have to kill some of their babies. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal: your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 and all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. And the number to call in is 406-565-4189. 406-565-4189. And I don't care if you call it up, so don't worry about it. The Cheyenne River and Standing Rock Sioux Tribes have sued to stop construction on the final stretch of the Dakota Access Pipeline, which would bring oil from North Dakota's rich back and fields across four states to a shipping point in Illinois. The tribes say the pipeline threatens their drinking water. It's possible. Anything's possible. No, they. we just reported. They are. They just well, destroyed they, their well, drinking did, water. They may be worried about something that, that you know, that's nice, but... <laughs> It's anything is possible. Could it leak? Yeah, possibly, but you know what are the odds really? If you look at the odds, they're, they're look, not what, there. What was the pipeline in Alaska, Brian? We lived right by it. I drove it's by the Alaskan it every day. pipeline, Susan. All right, I drove past it every day. We lived there for nine months between two different seasons. Susan, that pipe leaked. 
more than once, but they fixed it. There was no harm to the environment. Everything wasn't dead. And actually, they turned it into a tourist attraction. And people paid money to go take pictures well, under it. up by the... Uh, by north of the No, up north of the Arctic Circle, the caribou herds have increased because they hang out underneath the pipeline because the oil going through there is warm and it heats up the area. And so it has actually increased caribou herds in the places that the pipe is in Alaska. Well, they don't know what the pipeline looks like. They, it's not, it can't be underground, so it's up above on stilts. Well, just look up the Alaskan pipeline. You're on the <laughs> internet, for God's sake. I can sit here and explain every little thing to you. But we just read how the protest that they were doing is like going to pollute the Missouri River. No, it already has. The tribes say the pipeline threatens their drinking water cultural sites and ability to practice their religion, which depends on pure water. Well, so such thing as pure water, so good for you. The last piece of the pipeline is to pass under a reservoir on the Missouri River, which marks the eastern border of both tribes' reservations. Let me try this again. If you want pure water, the closest you're going to get is a filter. Buy one. Ugh. The company building the pipeline, Texas-based energy transfer partners. Oh, that's another thing. In Trump's executive order that he signed. No, actually, no, it was the legislation he signed. Uh, he put in there a caveat that only Americans can, are allowed to actually build the pipeline. In other words, supply the steel, the pipes, and everything. Everything had to come from American con companies. In case, in case you think he didn't mean what he said, when he said it, he did. He's not a liar, despite what other people would like you to believe. That's projecting. The left does nothing but lies, so assumes we must be doing the same thing. I'm sorry that a pipeline affects your religion, even when it's not on your tribal lands. Um, what is, tell me all about your religion, why don't you? I'd love to question the idiot who said that. Tell me all about your religion. Let's hear it. Brian, I have another caveat to this. The you Dakota, gotta whisper. You got your lot the, closer. I am the the Dakotas, like here in Montana, they have we have a lot of snow. If I want to do some kind of a ritual, I would get the water coming from the sky. Oh, sorry, that's and up collect here. it. Yeah, it's up here. But it's coming from God. It's no, they, coming from the Great Spirit. Their religion's over. There is no pure water on the earth, so they can't practice their religion. Problem solved. Goodbye. <laughs> the Great Spirit water. The Great Spirit doesn't care. <laughs> The last piece of pipeline is to pass under a reservoir on the Missouri River, which marks the eastern border of both tribes' reservations. The company building the pipeline did that already. Yes, you did. Francis did, didn't cite the Dakota pipeline dispute by name, and the Vatican press office said he was not making a direct reference to it. But history's first Latin American pope. Kami has been a constant backer of indigenous rights, guilty white liberal, and has frequent, brown. frequently spoken out about the plight, he looks pretty white to me, <laughs> about the plight of Indians in resisting economic development that threatens their lands. Brian? You have the right to protest all you want in America, but no place else, so good luck with all that. 
Uh, but Popeye, don't worry about it. Just get people killed with your big mouth. Do you want me to play it now or after this piece? After. For governments, this means recognizes that indigenous communities are part of the population to be appreciated and consulted, and whose full participation should be promoted at the local and national level, Fredja told the Indigenous Leaders Wednesday. Why? What the heck do they know? What do they know about? Uh, I got all this land. I do nothing with it. Uh, give me more stuff. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. There you go. For governments, this <laughs> this means being stupid. And putting people like that can barely read and write in charge of making decisions. We should console with them and uh, ask them all about the environment that they know nothing about. It's amazing. Every, environmental, eco, Environazis, all these Sierra Club people, they don't know squat about anything about the environment. Yet they're the champions of the environment. No, you're the champions of stupidity. It's time to wake up. All this was put here for us to use. Got it? Not to abuse, but to use. You seem to think you're going to preserve it for something. I hate to break it to you. God put the animals under us. It didn't, it's not going to leave the planet to animals. Which the left has turned into, by the way. In the waning days of the Obamanist administration, <laughs> amid protests over construction that led some 700, 700 arrests, Federal agencies that have authority over the reservoir said they would not give permission for pipe to be laid until an environmental study was done. Environmental study has been done for quite a while. U.S. President Donald Trump reversed course and last month instructed the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to proceed with the building the pipeline. What is this on WAPO? Where did I get this from? What do you mean? Until an environmental study is done. That has been done already. A long time ago it was done. U.S. President Donald Trump reversed course last month, instructing the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to proceed with building the pipeline. Francis' reference to prior consent is enshrined in the U.N. Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, which was adopted by the U.N. General Assembly in 2007, over the opposition of U.S., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. All the countries that are sane. Well, and all the countries that have a lot a crap of what the UN indi- says. indigenous people. I have. don't care about the United Nations. They mean nothing. They have no power unless we give it to them. They'll just don't believe in them and they'll go away. Click your heels three times. Don't worry, Trump's in. Things are going to change. They're not going to be gone, but things are going to change. Uh, France's strong backing of indigenous groups and refugees, or refugees is climate change concerns and criticisms of the global economy's profit-at-all-cost mentality. No, if it was profit-at-all-cost free markets, we'd all be wealthy. We'd all be prosperous. We'd all be having a good time. Brian, we wouldn't sit here and have to whine like South America. How come I have nothing? We would be able to. They promised me everything. I got nothing. We would be able to to run businesses, to create businesses. How many businesses have you and I tried to create? And we could not do it. Five that I remembered last count. We have so, we have had so Why many good ideas. We do it? Why couldn't we do it? Regulations. Because the regulations... 
and, and the money, fees. the cost of it was prohibited. Was, I was starting up something that was supposed to be mom and pop. I didn't want to go into debt for the rest of my life. Thank you. It's severely prohibitive. To any small business startup. Yeah, real small business. Like we the people. Right. The, we the little right. people. So talk to the Small Business Association. Is in cahoots with the commie government. They're a commie organization. Stop giving them money and stop being part of them because they're pieces of crap. I, I could tell you more, but I'll try not to. I don't I hate this I hate this nonsense. Mm. Highlight the policy differences with the Trump administration that may come out if the U.S. president meets with Francis Popeye while in Italy for a G7 summit in May. Well, it's already, the summit's already started. No, it's not. The, no, it's February. Oh, I'm sorry. The <laughs> G9 started. It, but that's better than the G7. It's G9. <laughs> there has been no confirmation of any meeting to date, however. What's the news behind that news? Hey, yeah, 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 go away. Hey, you're on my payroll. I pay for your existence. Don't get in my face. Or get off the dole. Can I play this now? Go ahead. (laughs) Hey, kids, there's a new cartoon show for you Sunday morning. I'm Popeye the Holy Man. I live in the Vatican. Eat spinach for dinner, then bless all the sinners. I'm Popeye the Holy Man. This week, Popeye baptizes Brutus. Hey, Popeye, takes off that big dumb hat before I knocks it off. Oh, yeah? Take this, you big palookas. <laughs> Popeye. And next week, Popeye hears Olive Oil's confession. Oh, my gosh. Be there or be St. Peter's Square for Popeye the Holy Man. How embarrassing. I know, right? How embarrassing. Those are for the people around my age or older. Uh, a whole bunch of young people out there shaking their head going, what? Yeah, the well, heck was that? Well, you know, a lot of Catholics just ran ran away screaming. You know, I if if you're a Catholic and you think this Pope is a good idea, and you think this Pope is good, and you really think he's working for God, I've got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. It's just right for you. Okay, moving right along from Infowars. Video footage from a town hall meeting in Cudahy, California, shows an African-American, black American, Trump supporter passionately slamming sanctuary cities as a, as a racist assault on the black community. Sanctuary cities has nothing to do with black people. Already this screwy. Sanctuary cities are racist. Black communities have been destroyed by illegal immigration, says the woman, adding that the situation called for a second civil rights movement. Tracing her ancestry back to slave ships, the woman said, I'm not going anywhere. Sanctuary cities are racist. All the jobs are going to illegals. That is wrong. You're not going to be allowed to get away with it. The black community has been destroyed by racist illegal immigration, and we're not going to have it. Brave woman. 
when my people do a crime, they get three strikes. Your people do a crime, they get amnesty. They get benefits. They're not paying taxes, she added. Thank God for Trump. Thank God for Sessions. And you should be ashamed of yourselves. How dare you? Roared the woman. Questioning why illegals were allowed to claim benefits for people living back in Mexico. Which we've reported on. While her own family members struggled in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Trump. Good point. Has threatened to cut off federal funds to so-called sanctuary cities that prevent law enforcement from apprehending illegal aliens. Polls show that 56% of Hispanics support Trump's policy of deporting illegal immigrants, aliens, the criminal records. But he's been picking up people without criminal records. Yay! He still wants to pick up the only criminal records, but he's he's not going to stop there. He hasn't even started there, frankly. Look, Brian, you you're said... You're here illegal, you're a criminal. You said... By definition. This, you said this was going to be complete chaos. Now black people are against brown people. They always have been. <laughs> but now we're going to... The Americans are going to see that for themselves for the very first time. That's the news behind the news. I'm glad you like it. I do. Because, look, everybody's being exposed right now. I mean, we knew it all along. There's a lot of other conservatives that knew it all along. But there's a whole load of people in this uni- these United that, States yeah, that did not. <laughs> and worse, they don't want to know. They don't. Put their hands over there and go, la, 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 la. But they can't do it anymore. Doesn't do you any good sticking your head in a manhole, hoping the bus doesn't run you over. And the cockroaches are being exposed. They can't hide anymore. They're trying. As the minute you put the light on them, notice how they start scurrying. So, uh, <clears throat> polls show that 56% of Hispanics support Trump's policy of deporting illegal immigrants aliens with criminal records. President Trump's promise that he would help the inner cities and get back jobs that illegals have taken away from African Americans, black Americans, is one of the reasons why Trump outperformed previous Republican candidates. He beat Romney's share of the black vote by seven points. Also did better than Romney with Latinos by a margin of eight points. Polls found that 58.5% of Hispanic voters supported Donald Trump's immigration policy compared to 32.9% for failed. Democrat, candidate, Hitlery, rotten Clinton. The butcher of Benghazi. And of course, we add all the colorful names. So that was that news, Brian. That was that's good. People are starting to wake up. But it's going to be very painful. He said that during the tea party, that he went back to sleep. Yeah, it's going to be very painful. They don't want to get involved. They don't want to rock their own boat. But let me explain something to you folks. The government's coming to rock your boat. They've been coming to rock your boat for a long time. You're getting a reprieve here. It's no time to sit on your laurels. We have to take this advantage and push it and take it home. Right now, we got the ball. We're first in goal. First in goal. Now we got to bring it. To the goal. Remember the Super Bowl of this year. Remember? Yeah. A good example of what we're doing with Trump. Look at that. Out of nowhere. In the end, the final hours. Tied it up, bringing it to overtime. It is the first Super Bowl in history to go into overtime. 
this that is why Trump got elected. Yes, we're 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 in a very historical time. We just have to keep it moving. And I'm sorry, Brian, conservatives are scared and they they're afraid of liberty. They just are. Many of a lot of them are. It's true, but they could be persuaded. The progs they, are not. They just scared. need to understand. See. What's going to happen is Trump's going to prove them all completely wrong, and then they'll finally wake up and not be idiots anymore. And then they'll be okay. They'll finally get with the program and realize, hey, it's, this is a good thing. I like this. My, my life got better. My friend's life got, got better. My family's life got better, what have you. Uh, you're going to see that across the board. It's, and next time he runs, he's going to get more votes, not less. Okay, I want you to explain before we go on to the next article – why are conservatives so afraid and progs are not? They're fearless. They don't. I, I because don't they've been it. getting away with this for a long time. That's why, and they thought they had they had the end game in sight. They they were going for gold, and we came in and we stopped them, just stopped it dead in their tracks. So now we're trying to push them back, and they're trying to push forward to their goal. They're they're so close they can taste it. We're all the way on the other side of the football field. Now we have to move the ball. Downfield. Yes, yeah, so I so I'll use anything as an analogous statement to make people understand something. But why are conservatives afraid of liberty? Because liberty means things that is sinful to allow things that are sinful. In other words, you can't tell people you can't drink alcohol. That's it. That's I mean, at the local local level, you, depending on your laws, you could do that. The national government can't do stuff like that. It, Drugs, drugs aren't illegal federally because they have no power over drugs. Any more than they have power over alcohol. Hence, they had to amend the Constitution for prohibition on alcohol. Then they had to amend the Constitution to bring it back. But, oh no, this government just suddenly discovered control over drugs. They don't have any. Again, it's complicated. We get back to it. It'll seem like we're, we're going back to primitive times. But actually, we're going back. We're going forward in in time to a place where there's real liberty, where you don't have to worry every five seconds if a cop's going to pull you over for this infraction or that infraction. Or you missed the stop sign. You didn't see behind a tree. Blah 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 blah. Because none of these things are actual crimes. That you heard me. All the all tickets they give out. It's all a bunch of BS. There's no crime unless you. Damage, person, or property. Speeding is does not qualify. Doing a California roll through a stop sign does not qualify. All right. Went a little field there. All right, from ABC 33, Alabama. Briarwood Presbyterian Church in Vestavia Hills is trying to establish its own police force. The move requires approval from state lawmakers. The bill, sponsored by Representative Arnold Morney, Republican Shelby County, cleared its first major hurdle Wednesday. The House Public Safety Committee gave its okay. Briarwood Presbyterian Church calls this a way to create a safer campus in a fallen world. Some lawmakers argue allowing a private church to have its own police force could begin a slippery slope. There's a separation between church and state, but a church can have its own police force? 
Oh my God. Inside out, upside down world. That doesn't make any sense. What kind of thinking is this? Sublow makers. Uh, oh, slippery slope. Slippery slope. You're already there. There's no slope. It's pretty, pretty much done there. What do we do when other church affiliates come and ask for the same thing? Question Representative Mary Moore, Demon Crap Birmingham. They're not at college. They're a church. And they're a church asking for police jurisdiction. Why? They, they're citizens. They don't need police jurisdiction. Thank you. You could, you could put a citizen arrest on anybody you want because all police powers come from us. We, we don't you. need special police. And we have a right to keep and bear arms. If you can carry, carry your arms in church. Call yourself whatever you want, but you're not giving police powers. You're giving citizen powers, which are superior to police powers. That's something you don't know. It's something they don't want you to know. They're supposed to work for you, not the other way around. That's the news behind this news, dear. I knew. I was like, oh, he's going to love this because Brian does a cold show. He never knows what I'm going to give him. He gives me stuff, but he never knows where it's going to be. And this is one of his pet peeves that... This whole police thing. As a matter of fact, speaking of police thing, Brian, number three, I just heard the third citizen that killed a piece of crap that was trying to kill a cop. Yay! And how many more of these are happening that we don't even know about? We're supposed to do an armed service, uh, armed citizen every single show. Yeah, I know. I looked it up. They're not, they're not reporting this right now. Uh, you get America's Freedom Magazine every month. Right. Then they didn't have the story. It just happened a day ago. But they have other stories. Right. Brian, but the point is what you are saying, we are, we, all these powers come from us. Yes, that's what I said. But we have forgotten that and we're not being taught that. When you whisper, you got to move in. I'm not whispering. I'm watching Trust the me, monitor. <laughs> that was whispering. I have to fix this all the time. I'll just leave you like you're in the basement. I don't That's care. That's fine. But again, like you're saying, why can't? Why do they have to go to the? Okay, let's go to states' rights. Should they? Okay, the Civil War ended states' rights. <laughs> 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 okay, so. This should be up to the community, the state, or just the church itself to decide that they're going to have their own police force. It said that has to go through state legislature. It's, you don't need to be called. You know, it doesn't have to go through. Just stop asking to be a police department. Why would you go backwards? You have more rights as a citizen than you do as a peace, as a peace officer. If you want to be a peace officer, uh, get that status. Then comes all kinds of restrictions on your actions. Just... Arm and train a group of people in your church to protect the people in the church. Let the people themselves carry firearms at the church, and all will be fine. There's no reason to cl- You don't need a police. You don't need to be the police to do what the police do because we gave them the power to do it. It's our power. And even this upside down, inside out, upside down ju- judiciary understands that, believe it, not grudgingly, but it does. So, here's an idea. Avail yourself of your unalienable, not inalienable, unalienable. And I'll say it again. I'm not being picky for, I'm being picky for a reason. There was a reason that Thomas Jefferson used inalienable and it was crossed out and replaced with unalienable. You just said that last show. I'm going to say it all the time. I meet people all the time that think they know the Constitution that keep using the term inalienable. They would not be doing that. That's ignorant. 
I know, because they look at definitions of modern dictionaries. Or they might find the online Webster's Dictionary from the 1800s that Miriam took over and then screwed all up, changed it all like she did, like he, she did. I don't even know who it is, really. It's a he. Uh, what he did to Webster's Dictionary, he's, he did to his legacy that was left online that somebody put up. And man, man, actually, you could go online and read the night. It was 1826 or 1828 Dictionary. And it had the terms that they understood back then. You could see the difference between inalienable and unalienable. Miriam found that. Oh, we took it over. We're going to preserve his work. They didn't preserve it. They destroyed it. The definition was gone. Every definition that I looked up in that dictionary has now been changed to the modern form of the word. And they lose the old form. They don't keep that. That's because the the back... Merriam-Webster is a prog. The organization is progressive. That's the truth. Their their whole goal was to undermine what John Webster was doing with his dictionary, to completely undermine it. This is how this is how diverse and spread out these progs are, and how they're taking over culture and minds and history and math and science. And they're trying to take over everything and make it all progressively politicized. And they've been doing it for a long time now. <sighs> what? I just read this thing, didn't I? No, you didn't. Oh, okay. So you've been asking yourself, where can you listen to the Young Cooperative Radio Show live? It's, it's actually, it's pretty easy. You can just go to uncooperativeradio.com and you can listen and download all our shows for free, including Women of the Revolution and Patriots Pub, all in one-stop shopping. One spot, lots of, lots of important information. Okay, we can be heard, it'll also be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, Yabba-dabba-doo, although TalkShoe seems to be going downhill with its new ownership, so I don't know how long that's going to work. We have a Facebook no, page. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. Oh, we have two of them. <laughs> Both of them. I don't really. Both of them in Facebook prison. Both of them. I created the next one because the other one was in Facebook for a long time. They wouldn't let me out. They wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me see the news feed. So I started a new one. Worked just fine. They discovered it in a matter of days. Why and how? And how is it they find my pages and screw them up, but not my private Facebook Facebook account? It just It's like my show's been flagged. So if you want to go on a page and you're on Facebook, you have to you have to make a Twitter account so you could go in my Twitter page, which they're not blocking. Yeah. I don't know if anything that anybody says on it reaches anybody because one or both of them have a formula. I can't even remember which one. That only seven percent of your listeners, of your friends, will actually get what you put up for conservatives because they're censoring us. Right. So only seven. You're only you're only getting seven percent of what your buddies are putting up there. Seven percent. That's right. It's Facebook. I remember that. So it's seven percent now. I I have a large following, so seven percent's a little bigger. I, I mean, it's mediocre. I would say my following is, uh, but seven percent still 
a good amount of people. 7% of 100. Is, what? What is 7? I mean, 10% of 100 is 10. 10 so it's, it's less than that. It's 7%. So it's seven people. Seven people out of 100, you're actually reaching. Hmm. Sounds like a, a raw deal, don't you think? We need a conservative alternative. <clears throat> All right, so the Twitter account, look for Uncooperative Radio. Just do a search. Uh, if you want my personal account, it's Brian Bonner. And on Facebook, my personal account is Brian Bonner 90 Sorry, I, I'm just not going to put anything up anymore on any of the Facebook pages because, and they won't, all oh, the other thing, they won't delete them either. So we're rebroadcasted on redstatetalkradio.com where there's less drama. And what does that say? Oh, okay. Uh, you have to you have to go to the Encore channel. Let me explain it this way. Redstatetalkradio.com is 24-7 conservative streaming radio. Grassroots. Okay? Two channels. Prime and Encore. We're on the Encore channel. But there's two channels 24-7. So... You got two choices to listen to in one place, twenty four seven. That's pretty cool. And if you're listening to our show on the Encore Channel, we'll be on Saturday and Sunday nights, ten p.m. Eastern time. And uh, while you're there, don't forget to check out the Red State Talk Radio newsletter. It's quite good. I think you'll like it. It's not what you expect. Give it a shot. You can always unsubscribe. Through RedStateTalkRadio.com, we're also heard on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, the Roku. Uh, yeah, I could probably get my show up on these places, but I, I'm not. In, I'm not in competition with Red State Talk Radio. I'm a member. Our listener line and the listener line for everybody on the Encore Channel is six zero five five six two four two two one. That's just for listening. You don't have any data. You don't want to spend data. You just want to listen to the show. Okay. Put it on your phone, put it on speaker. 605-562-4221. Costs you nothing from our, our end. I don't know about your end. Your end's your problem in so many ways. Our commercials, don't forget, you hear them? We don't get paid for you to hear them. We only get paid if you call the number in the ad. So if you're interested in the product, please call the number in the ad. We don't. We, you don't even have to buy it. You just have to be interested. But I want you to be really interested. It's not, we get paid just for the lead. So if you, even if you're just a little bit interested, go hear what they have to say. We'll make money. All right. We're going to go to a break. It's a cooperative radio show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. Red State Talk Radio. Talk radio the way the founding fathers would have done it. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. 
For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Okay, and 
right, welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour half of three. If you want to call, last chance, 406-565-4189. 406-565-4189. Don't feel compelled. I have nothing but crap to talk about. More than I can get out in, in these two shows. Many back to the church that wants to have police officer status for its security force would have more rights and power if not given police powers. Police powers don't grant you anything. It restricts you. We already have police powers. We gave it to them. Oh, it's not we didn't lose it. We just temporarily lent them our power. But we still have it. We share it. No, police officers do not understand that. No, I don't know anybody that understands that besides me. I could hazard a guess, but that's all it would be. Um, many questions were posed during Wednesday's committee meeting. Who do the officers answer to? As Representative Chris England, Democrat Tuscaloosa. They would answer to the leadership of the section of the church. A representative from the church answered. Representative Connie Rowe, Republican Jasper, is a former police chief. She supports allowing Briarwood to create its own force. You don't have to, no one has to support. They can do it all they want. They will conduct their own investigations, explained Rowe. They will conduct their own security. And citizens could do that. Because, again, they all this power comes from you and I. They will make their own arrests, and instead of calling the local law enforcement agency to take over the particular situation they're trying to control, they will do that themselves. All they will utilize from the other law enforcement agencies is their lockup facilities. Rose says she would also consider requests from other churches to do the same. England is concerned about transparency. I'm not concerned about anything because this is our right. This is our God-given right. You have no say in it, frankly. It was their mistake going to you in the first place. Another example of a church that doesn't understand the founding and the constitution and the traditions of this great nation. There are so many people wearing the, the robes of the cleric but they're really wolves. They're not here to help you. They're here to help them take you over. If you think about it, you know who I'm talking to. You out there listening, you know what seat you sit in the pew, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, situations and arrests you would think normally need to be made, they can make their own determinations and decisions whether that needs to happen, said England. Now that the proposal is out of committee, it moves to the full house for consideration. Again, all the citizens have this power. Put together your security force. Don't call it a police force. Oh, you can. Again, all powers come from us. Uh, but you call them your own security force and put them out there and let them do their thing and don't ask the government for anything. I don't understand why you're going and begging the government for your own God-given rights. 
And that's the problem with the situation we're in. That's what we need to change. That is absolutely, unequivocally, the whole problem in a nutshell. If we can get the average person to understand liberty and the Constitution, liberty, government, all that stuff, and you're not supposed to get stuff from the government, the government's supposed to stay out of your way. If we can get all that done, this would be a wonderful place again. I know, I said that really fast. Oh. Because I want to move on. What? Don't talk under your breath around me. It drives me nuts. What am I? That actually, like, tickle annoys my ear. In fact, it's still doing it. All right, from the Guardian, the woolly mammoth vanished from the earth 4,000 years ago, um, says you. How do you know that? Carbon dating. Carbon dating is now completely thrown out as something that is scientifically accurate. It has to be completely redone, rethought of, reviewed. And uh, so far, the only thing we know is they have no idea how old anything is. You don't remember that story for an artifact in things that it was like 4,000 years old and it was only 50 years old. <laughs> From the garlic. Uh, all right, 4,000 years ago. But now scientists say they are on the brink of resurrecting the ancient beast in a revised form through an ambitious feat of genetic engineering. Did they not watch the improperly labeled movie called Jurassic Park? No, it wasn't those dinosaurs weren't from the Jurassic period. I don't really care. It's still a good movie. Right, I, I I can overlook stuff like that. But no, that was uh, I forget what age those those were from. Uh, my studying of dinosaurs, I haven't done that since I was like nine, I think. Yeah, that's when I did uh, earthquakes, volcanoes, dinosaurs. I used to get scientific sets of books. They'd come in. Book would come every month with a new book. It was great. Yes, I've always been a geek. If that's what this is called. Uh, so I don't want any giant feats of genetic engineering. I think uh, all the Jurassic Park series prove that's a bad idea. But, you know, these books tend to come true in science fiction. That's why I'm worried they're really going to do this. Speaking ahead of the American Association, there's two things that frighten me. <clears throat> Do you know what they are, Susan? The UN taking over the world? <laughs> Robots and dinosaurs brought back through genetic whatever. Not not robots, AI. Oh, robots. With that could possibly ever think. Well, that that's not going to happen because they already have them. Artificial intelligence is already here. It's going to keep growing. It's grown pretty exponentially over the last twenty years. And I, I just keep, I keep. In fact, we just watched a show where the guy actually said that. Do you really think that's a good idea? No. <laughs> that was MacGyver, and he was building a robot. And uh, his counterpart that used to be on CSI, uh, the first CSI. Wow! Show. Again, straight lines. 
Yeah, the the the. No, that's a that's a sidestep. Just go no, I don't. We don't care a, who the players are. Move forward. It was the MacGyver show. Who, yeah, and, and what did he do? Did he punch the thing? It was laying yeah, on the table. Yeah, he punched it right. <laughs> it it suddenly jumped up, sat up from the table, and instant and man, he just instantly popped him right in the face. <laughs> he did. Knocked it back to the ground, and uh, all of a sudden, fluids start leaking out of the head. <laughs> and, and it went. <laughs> I was like, I'd have done the same thing, I think, because it freaked him out, and they kept saying, that's ah, nothing, don't worry about it. The thing jumped up at him. But he was bringing the same thing up. He goes, did you not see Terminator? Oh, I know. It's just... <laughs> oh, you did... ACVP? I was surprised. He brought up Isaac Asimov. Yes, he did. But I always bring up the, I, the I I Robot. Robot series. Not the movie. You guys should watch, read the iRobot series. Uh, you guys like detective novels? You'll love it. You guys like science fiction, maybe not so much technical, but you like a good plot, you'll love it. And after that, I recommend the Foundation series from the same author. That's some good, interesting, fun reading. Yeah, the the movie was movie, joke. movie was nothing like the <laughs> book. Joke. Someone tried to explain to me I was just like the book. What do you mean? He was a cop. There were robots. Wait a minute. No, there was none of these action scenes. There's, there's Going around asking questions to robots, to staff, to people, and trying to put this all together. So it's a it's a puzzle they put together in in the book, and it grows as you read the book. It, I'm telling you, you got to read those books. It's like if you haven't watched old black and white cowboy westerns and stuff, you need to, because you were brought up screwed up, and that might help. Well, and you need to watch them with your children as well. Well, after you, well, you can watch the old black and whites. There's no stuff in there, right? And that's the one thing that you did do with um, oh, our yeah. daughter. Drove her crazy. I set the limit on G. Well, she wasn't really our daughter. She was my stepchild, and we, we just, didn't raise her. We just got her back. <laughs> we got her back at age of fifteen. Yeah, that Yay. was. I was not leaving the satellite dish open for her to watch. Nope. She was trying to convince me to watch an R movie too. Oh come on, mom, let me make an R movie. I'm old enough. I am done. I'm, I'm, I'm not watching an R movie with my daughter. No. So I no. And she ended up watching she, it. I allowed her put a, a couple PG thirteen ones, and that was it. But mostly, we just watched old black and whites, and she she did. She's like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that these well, were so good. That's the point, Brian. Our kids don't know. We didn't know. It's time for us to build a knowledge base. No, they know if we stay together as a family. No, I'm just, I'm I'm talking to the folks out there, Brian. I'm talking to them too. We all need to work on staying together as a family. And it, even if it's like a punishment to them, right, Brian? Make them watch it anyway. You never know, right? She thought it was a punishment. I made her watch it anyway. She liked it. And then... I said, okay, what else do you think you want to see? I went through all the objects. Said, Let's try that one. I'm like, okay. I played that. And then I could see her. She'd suddenly be curled up with the, with the pillow, staring at the TV in total attention. Like she was mesmerized by it. Right. The magic of real... Storylines. Yes, real real storylines. Real cinematics. Real uh, what do you call character it? Development. Character development, real uh, uh, No, I was thinking about speech, but I didn't know how to put it like that. Real uh, dialogue. Okay, without cursing. You could actually say something without using a curse word. 
they'd be squared off again so they're ready to kill each other and not one of them would say a nasty word. <laughs> it's amazing. We were capable of that as human beings. And it was entertaining and you think it's not. I suggest you go revisit it and uh, think about that and then you could share them with your kids. Uh, we used to do you know, recommendations on the show. We're, our lives have been so crazy. That just went by the way. So. Okay, so the, the <laughs> getting back yeah, getting back out of the rabbit hole. The Jurassic Park is bad. The uh, Terminator idea is bad. And the woolly mammoth idea is now bad again. <laughs> and iRobot. All of it, it makes it just warns you not to be stupid. <laughs> don't don't, do don't give intelligent life to something that can snap you like a twig. Or thinks you're inferior. Well, they will. That's the point. They they will think you're inferior. It's a guaranteed. And what did they say? What did the guy say in argument? Oh, really? What are the what's the first law of robotics? Do no harm. Well, it's, that's what they don't. That's what they said. But uh, in the there's bo- three laws of robotics. There was three. Well, the first one was do no harm to a human. That was their first of the three, I think it was three, laws of robotics that was put at their level to stop them from getting out of control. But I'm, you know what? I, if I Now if I told you to read the books. If I say it, I'm giving away the yeah, plot don't. of the books. Yeah, don't. you got to go get You can get them online. But they're all the same plot anyway, so I guess I might as well tell you. It's just they, there's always a robot that kills a human. He comes to investigate, finds the robot, and it turns out that it had broke broke through its primary directives. Of like the how? three laws of robotics. Like how? Which were supposed to make them not negative to anything. Property, person, blah, blah, blah. They found it found a way around it. Life finds a way. It's weird. That's like how? Brian, that was the first one. Well, I guess it was based on the same promise, but that premise, premise, uh, that's, that's what I'll never forget sitting there listening to this man trying to reason with this freaking computer. (laughs) Are you kidding me? It's finding a way around everything you're trying to say. He had to literally trick the computer to kill itself. Yeah. That's what they did in Star Trek all the time. Took the computer. Yeah. (laughs) It was really, they did it a lot. Just make drive the AI crazy with a bunch of nonsense that you spit at it. So they're trying to create a hybrid embryo in which the mammoth traits could be programmed into an Asian elephant. Do they know the mammoth traits? Was the mammoth, woolly mammoth, peaceful? No. No elephant's <laughs> peaceful. It's peaceful till it's not. You don't want to piss off a bull elephant, all right? Uh, but they're not as like um, docile. No, they're not as aggressive as like a rhinoceros. Rhinoceros are very aggressive. So are uh, hippopotamus. Hippo- hippopotamus. Much more yeah. dangerous than crocodiles, if you can oh, believe that. And they are. This is a hippopotamus. Oh my God, they're so big. Their mouths are so big. They probably swallow you whole. I'm sorry. They're, everyone thinks they're cute and cuddly. That's scary as crap to yeah, me. They don't get too that, close man. to that river with hippopotami. <laughs> a crocodile, you get you get at least you know five feet away and not have to worry about him running you down. You won't. You won't. 
run away from a hippopotami, which is why so many pe- more people die from hippopotamus in Africa than they do of crocodiles. A hippopotamuses can kill crocodiles. Yes, but uh, and sometimes they share the same order. Like family and friends? Uh, no, like segregated people. <laughs> The hippos have the nice place, and any crocodiles come over there, <laughs> and we'll leave you alone. <laughs> oh, you know what that is? It's called being discretionary. Even in the animal kingdom, it's called discretion. You mean um, discrimination? It's discriminating. You have. Dis- yes, I have the other word on the brain. <laughs> I know. I could tell. And I have no time left. Wasted it on Babel. Oh, well. This has been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner, from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.